at me with the with the wave cap early. Seven o'clock. Right. I'm not gonna hold you. The music is playing. <laughs> the music is playing. How does it sound over there? It sounds great. We're here. The music is playing already, Rob. It sounded good. And are the both the cameras running? We're here. We are We're here. live. We are there. The music has started. That's it. The episode is here. Wow. I'm gonna end it with the last time I went to Rock the Bells though was the Fuji's not special performance. I was there for and that. And I met Guru. Ooh. Uh, you know, before he passed, but well, I used to be in the studio moment. with Guru and DJ Premier. I spun I spun records back uh, I spun records, you know what I mean, backwards looking for devil samples and and what was that? When was the year that Ichiro played an all-star game his all his his rookie year? That was two thousand one in Seattle. Is that? You know what I mean? I was there. Yeah. Ice-T came into the studio. You know what I mean? With all the hoes. Yeah. And D&D Studios. That's you know what me. I mean? If you know D&D Studios, you know. You know what I mean? I was there. I was playing pool. You know what I mean? As a young, Bro, as a young boy. As you know a what kid, mean? what? And, 12 years old. Yes. And I, and I was spinning. After they were done with the session, I spun records back, back, you know what I mean? Backwards. You know, you said look for the devil samples. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. That's like, cool. literally. I was fucking up all DJ Premier's records in D&D Studios. And what did he say? What do you mean? What is he supposed to say? I'm that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we are here. <laughs> and that's it, right? That's, that's how we're going to start this episode. Yes. That's how we start this episode. Yes. We are here. I don't know what, what episode is this, Lonnie. We don't know what the episode is We don't is know yet. what this episode is, yeah. but this is our second guest interview. Yes. Very our big. First. Big team. First time having Mickey right here. Well, yeah. Damn. I, I got actually. Let me give you a better. Yeah. yeah hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We have an old introduction set up, better, right? better intro, so, so, right? Right. The, so, the, well, you, I'm a right. The king of fitted NFTs. <laughs> let's get let's Mr. Get it. Cola Champagne. Drop the bomb, <laughs> Mr. Cola Champagne. The himself. master of mocha. The master of mocha. The lord of locks. The lord of locks. <laughs> Senior belly buckets. Senor, the <laughs> belly curator buckets. of the block party. The curator <laughs> of the block party. You yes. know what I mean? Wow. Mr. Mickey. How you doing? Mickey War himself. Yeah. What's up, guys? We are right. here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Studio audience in the building. <laughs> yeah. We gotta talk about it. A lot of love Sh- in the room. Shout out to our guys. You feel me? We got my boy Nando in the, in the spot. You feel yeah. me? We got ex- extraordinaire producer Rob. You know what I mean? Because he's about Sir to Robbie. be he's about to be in town and out of town at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Willie Morbus yeah. in the spot as well. You know what I mean? And then of course. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus and Lonnie yes, ourselves, you know what I mean? Yes, and then yes. our, our special guest, Mickey War himself. <laughs> yeah, thank yes. you guys for having me. Come on. Thank you for coming out here to, you know, yeah. New York to come see us, man. Yeah, thank we, you for being here. We don't yeah my girl planned a whole trip around me visiting you guys, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time. You know, you know what I mean? Happy, happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. 100%. That's Episode it. either 31, 32, 33. Like it's one of those, right? It's one 30 of those. Best, nothing 24. past. Yeah, nothing past that, right? Rob's not allowed to go past thirty cuatro. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it. it's thirty four. So nothing. if y'all don't, if I don't see this interview before then, harass Rob, right? Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. I'll send you his address. Setting the tone. Let's get crazy. Setting the tone. You know all right, all right. All right, let's start, let's start a hat of the day. You know what I mean? We all have like nice little hats on from a specific store. So we can start, we can start with Mickey. See what's going on. Mickey, yeah. what do you have on today on, on the Mata? So I say. have, uh, what am I? Okay, yeah, of course. Uh, reverse Mocha, LA Dodgers, first Coliseum patch. What do the rings look like on that? Uh, the rings are. Uh, is there a is red not, ring on this there? This is not the friends and family white okay. ring, but this is the Olympic. Not this one. Untouched logo. Yeah, he's. Yeah. We sent uh, Yeezus, uh, the FNF, before yeah. we announced the FNF, because 
we didn't want people on our neck. And then surely enough, when we started announcing it, it was like, how can I trade up for a white ring? <laughs> and I'm like, those? yo, like. I didn't even know it was a thing, honestly. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what they were talking about. And then I noticed that one day, yeah, I was like, wait, hold on. I got a white Olympic yeah. rings? Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's not hold white. On. That's you know? when you hold yeah. on. Yeah. So they, <laughs> you and and flat go. batty, because I know a lot of people talk about there's a couple race baddies out there in circulation from a... You know, copycat, but it's all good. Like, it's we'll all, get there when we get no, there. No, no, pay attention. He's yeah. giving you clues. Pay attention out there, guys. All right, what you got on the Mata right there? Uh, I got this LA Dodgers in and out. Oh man, that right. came, that didn't come with regular packaging, did it? No, it didn't. It came <laughs> in. It came in. I almost brought the bag with me, but I didn't want. I want to mess it up. Lottie oh, was not there for the pre-order. Yeah. Nah. Nah. You got to see the hat. Yeah. yeah, that's fucked up, right? You got to actually see the hat. He was yeah. like, "Damn, bro, it's a green. That's fire. Let yeah, me get that. I'm, ha- I'm happy." <laughs> <laughs> there was nah. no mystery. <laughs> Great occasion to wear. You know, I'm very happy. White yeah. guts. Uh, white white top. I almost wore mine today because I'm not going to hold you. you. I don't know that yet. that hat is ever is ever going to get worn in the public. I you watched know what I, mean? I watched your breakdown and I was like, I respect it. I get it. I was, was like, Yo, Lonnie, if if today's if, the day, yeah, one of us, you yeah. can carry it to the <laughs> you can carry it to the studio. You can curve it here. You can put it on and you yeah. can take it right back home. Yeah, I, 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 it's not like, going to be in danger. Yeah, that, there's a box there to safely bring it back. Look at that. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, it, it's not playing no games. no games. We're not playing no games. Not even far. You got to keep the crown clean. And today I had on a nice little. Yeah, I mean, pink mocha, diamondbacks. This one has been copied a lot. I feel like uh, a handful of times. Yeah, you know, I'm what sure. I mean? I'm this, sure more times. This will is come. one of the more popular ones. I was sick about that at first. Yeah, but now I'm not so mad because my shit is san- you know my shit is sanctioned, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. yeah. Now you're good. You're good. Come on, looks good. All right, Man, let's get the ball. Let's rolling. get to it. You know what I mean? All right, so we'll start. We start very, very pure in the interviews. Yeah, I sure. mean, I want to know a little bit about Mickey himself. Yeah. Sure. So, so, where did you grow up? What was your environment like growing up? Yeah, so I was born in uh, Echo Park, California, which is near LA, downtown LA, uh, just like a little small city. And then eventually moved to the San Fernando Valley, which is where I've kind of like made my mark as uh, the Mag Park uh, sure. in Burbank, California, uh, which is basically on the other side of the hill from like Hollywood, LA, and like kind of main LA. Yeah. Um, people kind of like downgrade you if you're from the valley in, in a little bit, but like, um, you know, it's like, it's what I've known all my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's like a, there's a really great, great community that comes from there. Went to high school out there, uh, graduated from polytechnic and played ball, you know, my whole life, yeah. uh, played a little baseball and, uh, we, we got all technical. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's on it. He's yeah, on it. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him. So yeah, no. And then, um, really that's, that's kind of like this, the startup. I mean, you know, family Man. full of hustlers i my first job like real job was uh i was an after school coach for yeah. fifth graders uh actually fifth fourth third second uh but i did it for a year uh put? like put putting out caroms like for uh it was a hubbard elementary school i was an after school coach okay, okay and so like i would just stay there help kids with their homework uh and, and went through that and i got like promoted within like four months i was okay. 18 Wow. and uh because i I'd, I'd volunteered and coached at the local like park a mm-hmm. lot too so like had a relationships with a lot of pe- a lot of like families and and parents and stuff like that and then just kind of groomed like a class you know stuck around yeah, for yeah. a class and then i got my real estate license when i was 19 
and jumped into real estate real early. That was the family business. And like really quickly, like I just did not like the suit life. Okay. Back then we had MySpace, so I'd just sit there and take like pictures <laughs> and like post them up on my MySpace. Yeah, no, I had I mean I had a great like first year. Like and my, my parents were like, Man, this he's about to be this real estate mogul, like, you know, like and be on it mad early, right? At nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got my first check, this was two thousand four, two thousand five. I turned twenty when it's when I finally got my first first check. And it was like all in all, like 50K. And at 19, you're like, mm. and back then, like, fam. 50K back then. I, was- I went, I got a credit card first. I went to go get, <laughs> I bought myself a 300ZX convertible at the time. Come on. Gutted it out. Put all this, like, leather seating, the custom Z logo trunk. Wanted the big subwoofers. Like, just following my friends, man. Yeah. Doing dumb shit. Like, just buying, like, you know, spending your money thinking, nah, like, it's never going to end. You had a plan because you, you you said you, you you got the cash, but you said you went and got a credit card. I first. still got a credit card, right? And then, of course, <laughs> right? so like. He got the cash, but he went and got the credit card. So, so you had a plan. Yeah, no. The, this is where I, I, I exposed that I did not have a plan. Because uh, I just kept spending thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go sell another house. Or I'm going to go sell another. I'm gonna do another loan so what's yeah. the dumbest thing you bought at that time oh, <laughs> honestly probably the subwoofers because what? although Come it was lit, oh that's like I, culture no yeah, i had, the, I, like, you need I, that. I had the auto startup right? alarm joy too like oh. you know like and it was a stick so you had to leave that thing in neutral so you don't start the car <laughs> like so i had to learn that was key key and so like i you know i was i, I think that'd be one of the dumbest things i bought but then what it also did is it fueled my um i just fell in love with DJing like so with that money I ended up buying my first set of turntables it was like a pair of Gemini like bullshit belt driven turntables with a wonky like ass mixer and then I had and it was like six Wu-Tang records and like oh. I was just sitting there trying to figure shit out not understanding watching this guy DJ Qbert like do a DVD tutorial I'm like what yo why his why is his turntable on the left on the right on the right the left <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck's going Q-Bert's on Qbert's the homie too I mean I'm I'm really from this no, he's, shit. he's fam he's fam <laughs> yeah, that's fam that's so then fire. um so DJ I went champion yeah oh he's nasty come on not regular so yeah you can't just like follow him he's like He's like expert level Mario, like Super Mario. Like you yeah. are not just like passing the fireballs and Bowser for nothing, right? Like he's that guy. And so I ended up going to a DJ school. Mm-hmm. And so all this money I made off of real estate really just funded my passion to go into this whole DJ world, right? That's a good and buying records is it, fucking expensive. Yeah. Like I can cuss on this, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> naturally. Fuck shit, fuck, fuck shit. shit. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, so I I, um, I went to this DJ school and like, you know, back then if I wanted shit, Talib Kweli, get by and I want doubles, like I'm spending $8 a record, you know, and that's for one fucking song. Maybe yeah. the B-side's all right. So like, anyway, spent a ton of money on records. Like wanted, I got like, I ended up getting like the best turntables you could get, some like MK5 techniques Ooh. and like a pioneer 909 at the time was like the hottest shit back Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. And so like that really like got me. You know, I took my entrepreneurial kind of like spirit from the real estate and brought it into DJing. Yeah. And so by going to uh, this DJ school, I also like networked into my first DJ crew called the Spin Addicts. And so I joined this crew and we would just go DJ blo- like parties. Yeah. And so we would do them as homies. And what year is this? Like? This is 2004, 2005. Wow. So, so not too actually, long. No, two, I'm sorry, 2005, 2006. OK, okay. Uh, I joined the school in 2005, 2006 is when I started DJing, like, out with some of my best friends to this day. Wow. 
And so we would literally like carry speakers, carry records. Like this is before Serato. Now everybody mm-hmm. carries a laptop. So we would just go do these parties together, the spin addicts. And even one of my close friends, this will go full, full circle. This guy, uh, Jonathan Chavez, who now works for Complex. He does all their digital content and marketing stuff. He was doing GIF flyers for our house parties back in 2000, <laughs> 2006. Wow. And he actually designed the Mag Park logo that is today, which is like for us very iconic in the sense it's a very unique logo that doesn't yeah. necessarily scream Magnolia Park. But when sure. you see it, it just has that like impact. And so, you know, we, we did all these house parties and then I eventually evolved and did, you know, started DJing in the middle of fucking Bloomingdale's playing Madonna, Michael Jackson, learning my way. And then I got That's my first text come in. Yeah. yeah. And so like, and then I'm starting to network with the, and do more corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I got uh, to do this uh, tour for teen Vogue and doing teen Vogue got me my uh, gig with the truth.com wow. where I DJ where I DJ. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> this is two, so 2008 like every year you just Trying. So what kind of music are you spending at this time? Keep in mind, I'm broke though. Like, like at this point, like all that money that I spent on, like I made on real estate, yeah. like that other house never came because then the, the real estate crash came in oh, 2008, right? True. So then I fell into this passion and just kind of like muscled through it, you know, and tried to figure it out at Work, the same time. Working on your craft though, getting better. And, yeah, you know, and yeah. so and and the music game industry, DJing and shit like that is not easy to crack into. True. So I, luckily, I had Scratch Academy, which is also out here in New York, mm-hmm. right? Jam Master J. And uh, their L.A. branch was the one that really helped me get on with these corporate companies. And so all this was really just teaching me marketing Mm -hmm. and, you know, like you're your own business at the end of the day. And so when I did the Team Vogue thing, I ended up actually being uh, the truth.org, the anti-tobacco company, not anti-smoke. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I would do the anti-tobacco company. I DJed for them for Warp Tour. For 2008. I remember that. So I DJed like 48 cities in 54 days. Okay. And oh. so like living in a tour yeah, bus. Yeah, the commercials yeah. and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I then. Know, I am. Yeah. I remember specifically my like, the city, like the city. Like how <laughs> many cities? was fucked up. <laughs> how many cities <laughs> you did you say it was? Uh, huh? How many cities? 48 and 54 I think it was days. 48 and 54. And, yeah, and that's I only, remember that. I think it would have been. It would have been 50, but we didn't get to go to Canada. Because okay. for whatever reason, truth dot org is only US apparently. Uh, so like they're like, oh, we don't need you up here. So what kind of music are you spinning at this time? Oh my god! Well, so when it was corporate, it was very like Michael Jackson, Donna Prince, and then a lot of like when I would go play in Santa Monica, it'd be like a lot of D'Angelo, Black Star, yeah. like okay. real backpacker shit. Nice. You know what I mean? Like which was my shit at the yeah. time, right? A lot of raucous records and. Um and so like real hip hop shit I guess oh, so, so back so then you're, so you're a Doom fan oh yeah you know oh, so right. so and then and we play that shit and then there was like yeah. that little bit of like that hardcore shit we'd go to like Immortal Technique and like really fucking go bars yeah. and you know go crazy yeah. and so but then you know you had to clean it up for like your public personas sure. and stuff like that and then by the time I got to the Warped Tour I was at Serato I came out so I was able to play all different types of records so at the time I think like the biggest acts were like. Shwayze. I remember Katy Perry being that? on the third stage. Like she was nobody. Wow. And then Shwayze I literally watched. Yeah, Shwayze was a vibe. <laughs> I have that. That's on my hard drive. <laughs> yeah, like, I have that on my yeah. hard drive. So buzz, <laughs> buzzing, yeah. you know? Like, Yo, that, was, that was a good summer. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I literally watched uh, Katy Perry come up because obviously I kissed a girl. 
But she went from the third stage to the second to the main stage by the end of the tour because then that's when her and Travis McCoy from Gym Class Heroes became like a thing. Yeah. And so I literally was just like, you know, we like we were all cool. There was another band called 303. They're the homies from Denver. They're like, they have this famous line where it's like, uh, do the Helen Keller move with your talk with your hips. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <wacky. laughs> that that like, yeah, yeah. Rob knows this shit. So like, wow. So like they wow. were they were the homies. Swayze were the homies, and like so like again like this was like my early yeah. years of like networking, and really I guess I, I kind of skipped this step. But in high school, I started my first clothing brand. By clothing brand, I mean one fucking t shirt, and like Listen. you know like. Like, so you, like any Listen, high school man, kid, right? That was started. Yeah, and that's you go it. and you go to a screen printing company. You have no fucking idea what you're doing. I had a little money saved up. I went to them. They're like, all right. Like I'm like, so how, how can I make a shirt? And they're like, all right. What well, you got to do? You need a, a a screen film. You need to do a that's thirty dollars a hit. Then you got to do a one blank T. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what if I want? Like, I don't know nothing about nothing. neck labels or doing whatever. They're like, okay, here's a all style T shirt. Boom, boom, boom. You got to do at least two hundred and fifty shirts to get this cost. Ooh. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's do it. And I like, <laughs> you know, ended up with you know two hundred and twenty five shirts after. I sold the 20 to the friends and family right and like mm. but it was a it was spawned off of like my my high school clique which was relations beyond well not really that was the first name so it's called RBC mm-hmm. and so the first and it's obviously a different day so it's like can't get canceled now but like back then it was a little hooping clique mm-hmm. which RBC stood for rice beans and crackers <laughs> and so you can, you can get on you can get on what the vibes were back yeah, then yeah. and you know we we're just like making fun of it and i already had this very like marketing mentality mm-hmm. and i twisted rbc into relations beyond color Ooh. which essentially is the same thing yeah. like we were all from different backgrounds and different situations different like housing situations mm-hmm. but we all were circled around sports and so Relations Beyond Color took it turned into like one T-shirt and, you know, again, over leveraged myself. It was only a white tee, three hits, whatever, sat on them. So that was really my first like real lesson. But then my brother started war uh, clothing, which stood for we are royalty. And then Mickey War is because my name is Michael Guerra. Mm-hmm. Guerra in Spanish means war. Okay. So that's how I got my DJ name. Mm-hmm. And so the war side of things is when we started pushing out this we are royalty i said well let me see if i could get into like the dj community and i could just like see these guys shirts right mr chalk from the b junkies like that was my teacher so like i would see the b junkies shirts and they would rock like they would support you because you were part of like the family and so now going back to the the front side of this uh so i ended up doing warp tour and then i ended up actually coming to new york a couple times to do uh, Royal Caribbean cruise lines and I would DJ on the cruise lines for sure. like a year sure. and that was fun you get to see East West Caribbean or whatever DJing for yeah. like tourists and things like that and then finally that led me into like kind of like each step was a graduation that ultimately ended up with me going back to LA and being in like the nightclub scene okay. and so we could skip through like most of my DJ shit but like I I got to the point where I was managing a nightclub, booking my friends. Um, I was I had a billboard in Vegas, headlined a Hayes nightclub at the Aria. What, what year is this? This is 2012 now. Okay, and so that really like the DJ thing was like all my life, and yeah. so it really like established a lot of my long term relationships and got me into streetwear in yeah. the sense of not only through the clothing lines, but then 
after I was DJing at this club or managing this club, me and my best friends would just go back to my place and we'd literally sit there at, I think at the time, like Nike drops were like 8 a.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. So it's like 5 a.m. West Coast. Mm-hmm. So we were screwed, right? But we're like, yo, fuck that. We'd go run through Jack in the Box, fucking grab like 20 chicken sandwiches, 20 orders of two tacos, bunch of drinks, sit there and literally wait till Nike drop Olympic sixes, Olympic sevens. <laughs> uh, I think it was probably French blue twelves at the Ooh. time. Bread fours. Oh, How old were you at that time? That was, that was 2012. That's yeah. 20. I was 27. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. Is that right? That was right. 2012? That was like 10th grade. Yeah, that's right. That's the math. Yeah, so I was like 27. And so, uh, shit, that was 10 years ago. Good Lord. So That's way more than 10 years ago. (laughs) Huh? That's way more than 10 years ago. 2012? Oh, no, it's... 2012, I it's guess. That, no, it's literally the math is yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with me on the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, the I'm over here like, where is this going? Two. I'm over here like, what is this? Oh, he, he's saying French Blue 12s. I'm thinking about the first French Blue 12s. You were 22. Yeah. I'm thinking 2007. Oh, yeah. No, I'm oh, not talking first year. I'm talking, I'm talking was, restocks, yeah, black box. Yeah, 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 yeah. not the OG, not face boxes. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, We weren't in high school for 2012. Okay. You were out a little bit, a couple years. Yeah, I was out. Yeah, yeah. so, so, um, but yeah, so that was the time where I really started taking sneakers a little, looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like kind of the business side of it and like network through a lot of different people in that time. And I was doing the DJ thing and like, you know, like when you're 25, 26, 27 and you're like the guy at a club or like the DJ, yeah. you've never paid for a drink of alcohol in your life. Like if you <laughs> want to walk in there and your friends want a bottle of Ciroc, it's $50 or free. Like okay. there was nothing else than that. And so like, even if you're broke, you're having a great time. So yeah. like we, we did that for a long time irresponsibly in many ways. And it gets old, like after a certain amount of time, like yeah, it, cause you just know it's normal. It's just like, I'm good. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm straight on all that. So, yeah. you know, eventually I finally like, just like, you know, I'm kind of, I need to find what's next for me. Mm-hmm. And that next was my brother graduated college. He had been selling teas out of the trunk of his car and had done a good amount of like revenue. And we're like, yo, what if, what would this look like if we opened a small store for war for we are royalty um, in the, the hometown we grew up in, which is Granada Hills. Mm. And uh, we did some numbers. My brother's like an Excel master. Like he's like good with like mass and sheets. Yeah. And I was pretty <laughs> solid uh, on uh, that as well. And so we said, fuck it. Like, let's see what happens. He put up the money. We opened the store and we did that for like when we opened, it was like three months before um, somebody, an associate, let's I'll call him acquaintance now, mm-hmm. but somebody approached me with this idea of like, yo, have you ever been to Flight Club? Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard of that. I don't know what it is. And he's <laughs> like, this is now 2013, wow. I think. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I've heard of that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, basically, like, yo, they take product, yeah. they sell it for people, and then they take a cut and say, okay, cool. So that's no cost of inventory. Mm-hmm. How does the business model work? All right, cool. We got to do this, do that, crunch the numbers. We're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Got on our like fake Shark Tank shit. We're like, yo, <laughs> we will take 40% equity in return for this if da 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 da, right? Mm. And like, we set that whole shit up and we're like, all right, cool. And you guys could get a wall inside of our store. Ooh. And so we split up War and this other like consignment business yeah. for sneakers, right? And so 
shortly thereafter, again, like, you know, shit gets tricky when you do business with your friends or who you think are your friends. Mm-hmm. And some money will change people really quickly. And mm-hmm. so, That's a fact. Um, you know, unfortunately, things didn't work out with them. And we had a situation that involved people's uh, safety. And so it was like a really ugly situation where shortly after opening, I think 2000, November 2013, we closed the store May 2014 and but in that short period of time I learned this entire like consignment business and business model and I built an entire system on Excel like on my own and just figured this shit out you could do it yeah yeah and IG had just kind of started up this is 2012 2013 and so IG first started up and I'm I'm remembering like the person that had the most followers that I followed was like Nick Diamonds and he had like (laughs) 11,000 like you were like oh shit a K like on this this guy's followers like he's got he's real and and we just kind of like grew our following through there and I saw like we were I would like to think like some of the first shops ever to even post product on Instagram for sale algorithm worked way different before. So like it was very successful at the time. And so that failure ultimately became the blueprint to what I opened was the next shop I opened, which was called Backside Kicks. Backside Kicks is what took me to Burbank. Backside Records is iconic because they were around for 20 years and they would sell all your mixtapes, right? The DJ dramas, uh, Funk Master Fly or like, you know, DJ Clues. Like they would literally go drop off shit after they go visit Power 106 down the street because Burbank is the media capital. People forget that shit. So we get all types of artists that go to Burbank too. And so this place had so also hosted Soul Assassins Radio on, on Sirius XM live. So like I met Logic and like a bunch of other like different rappers as they were coming up. Yeah. And that they gave me a shot and they were like, yo, like we could give you this wall and an eight hundred dollar loan for a third of this business. Or you oh. could pay yourself and yeah. we'll take we'll take you'll get twenty percent of the business. You pay yourself minimum wage, which was twelve dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, don't pay me nothing. I'll take the third, fuck it, for $800, gave me an entire business plan, built the model. I outgrew their social media in four months, which was like 12K at the time. And then we surpassed them. We did about 900 grand in gross revenue in nine months. Beautiful. Which was like, from where we started was 150 pairs of shoes. That was three friends. And they literally dropped them off. And I took the first picture. This shit looks so empty and spread out. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I'll do 10% consignment. Like, don't even go to Flight Club. Don't even go there. Yeah. We'll do 10% consignment. Just trust me on this. And then anyone who wasn't a friend, we do the 15% so that we can, like, help yeah, make some bread. Gotta have some right? Room. And so we, we generated that 900K. And then we're outgrowing the space. I then find out that the guys I was partnered with, they were getting notice from their landlord that they're going to get the boot. Because oh, wow. that place, they had been grandfathered in. So they were yeah. paying something crazy low for a 5,000 square foot, two stories in the city of Burbank, California. That's got probably one of the highest tax rates in the, in the state. Yeah. So like when I found that out, I was like, so what's the plan? Like, <laughs> are you, are you just going to spawn it on me at the last minute? Yeah. And they're like, nah, like we just, we got to figure things out. We're down to grow the backside kicks brand, but we want more percentage. I said, more percentage. You're not doing shit. You barely yeah. show up. Like, that doesn't make sense for me, no, right? Not at all. Keep in mind, at the time, I was working 60 hours a week, sometimes 80, paying myself a cap of 25 hours a week. 
So if I worked 80, I would only pay myself 25 because I was loyal to these two other partners. Yeah. Right. But to me, it was about being a man of my word and understanding that this business has to make money before it could be investable. And so I literally like for a while there didn't pay myself after three months, you started to see some bread, mm. but like, can I pay? I'm like, yo, I think I should pay myself. Like I'm putting in these hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so then we brought on like a, an intern that we would pay cash under the books who ended up being like my right hand through a lot of the big processes. And then, you know, we, and then we brought on like eventually like three or four employees that understood the business because the resale shit is a different monster. It is. And so we, at the time, I like to think we snuck in right around where, you know, stadium became a big number, a big name in the game. And they, they still are, they did it at a different level. Obviously they raised a shit ton of money yeah. so they can be that. Right. And then there was flight club and then there was round two that was like opened up right around the same time. Mm-hmm. And my, uh, and urban necessities, like yeah. those are all good friends of mine. It's like me yeah. and JC were literally at sneaker shows, selling shoes on lawn tables together when we first started. Mm-hmm. And so like we kind of, I feel like we snuck in as a brand, like the mag park brand, as like a resale staple there for a minute. And that also came with the help of like my good friend, Kais, who was on YouTube. Ben Baller was a close yeah. early friend of ours that really like shifted us over. I got to definitely give respects to Riff, which is like one of the staple LA yeah. stores. So that's kind of how mag really like started to come about. And this was 2015, like end of 2015. And that's like how I ended up in Mac. I know it's a long winded story. So I just want nah, it's to, great to hear. it was a good story. Questions. Yeah. <laughs> nah, like, no, you I moved don't... us through most of the yeah, questions along that line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's but what, so how does Mac park actually come about from, from, from where you are with war and then you have basic. Yeah. So, um, so war was really just like on the apparel side. That's what gave me my first, like, you know, like when you say design, like what are you really fucking designing? Like yeah. a lot of things, like at the time, you, you you try not to overthink it, right? Virgil's whole perspective of doing the three percent, right? Changing something three percent is still familiar to somebody's eyes, so that it doesn't makes it, it doesn't make it difficult for them to make a decision on whether they want to get something or not, right? Mm. And so that was always the approach was like, okay, draw inspiration and then don't complicate it, right? And then do things. I remember the the most successful hoodie we had and I look at it now and I laugh at it, but it's like, it was the time. Right. So like we, we, I did like war, like the Magna Carta uh, font, right. Where it's got the, the, the bar right across. Right. And then we, and then I added gold aglets to the, a red hoodie. So I had a very watch the throne, like red October. I mean, I'm sorry, not watch the throne, but like dark fantasy, like all red gold details. Like, and we sold that hoodie for like a hundred dollars back then. And it was really like just adding value to something and the perception. And so that was just like really just testers for me to yeah, like yeah. figure out what, what, what draws inspiration, but doesn't also like take away from the wearability of a product. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's like really like where that, that first kind of stream from. And so of course war turns into backside kicks. So I get super sneaker involved and, on the on the apparel side of things, I actually got to learn a lot from Backside because Backside not only was a record store, so straight up thousands of vinyl below my spot where I'm selling <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Then you got every major streetwear brand downstairs. Fucking Stussy, Accomplice, Visual at the time was really big, uh, Diamond, uh, Hundreds, yeah. like, and all these brands are literally like being carried at the store and I'm watching the entire business model, how shit works. And so I soaked all that in 
And when we found out that the shop and the landlord was basically kicking us out and that deal didn't make no sense for me, there's this guy, this is going to be a really funny part of the story. There's this guy that pulls up in a white on white velour suit. First of all, the audacity. <laughs> like you worried about Dangerous, a white crown. Yeah. This man was white on white velour. And velour picks up everything. With, dust, like. Huh? Maximize the screen. There you go. All right. Well, how do I do don't, that? Don't expose hit the green. Oh. Don't expose the untitled. There you go. Oh, there you go. Right there. Boom. Boom. There you go. All right. Yeah, you can speak. <laughs> you can be cool over here. So, uh, white on white velour with anniversary yo. nines, white on white, and I'm like, Ooh, oh, like it was there that time. Yo, survived. yo, and, and I remember I, you people might get doing that. No, I'm not gonna lie, when those that what like the whole white Jordans came out, people oh, were going crazy, crazy with the fits, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, you know, this forty-year-old white dude, like, and I'm just like, yo, what's what's up with this dude? I'm like, and all I thought to myself was like, oh, he's probably gonna spend some money. So I'm like, let me go give him like proper yeah, customer service. I was at lunch, right? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, fuck my lunch. Like, I'm gonna go see what's up with this guy. <laughs> and then I see his son. His son, uh, you know, is wearing like ripped fear god jeans with some like 2001 Royals on. Like, okay, he's got he, some sauce. He knows it. And I'm just like, you know, hey, how can I help you? You know, is there anything you're looking at? <laughs> da, 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 da. He's like, he's like haggling with me on some like shoes that he's trying to pick up. He was like picking up like Jordan 29s. I'm like, this guy's weird. And then, like, you know, the full zip. Like, I'm like, he might go boxing later. There's going to be a lot of young kids Googling that. But I remember like just like seeing his whole like vibe. And then at the end, he's like, after we negotiated and he liked his experience or whatever, he gives me his, his business card and it's a metal card. And I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> you're spending some money. You got some money if you like yeah. drop in $3 a card, right? Like yeah. I, I know how this shit works. And he, all he said was, if you ever need money, call me. Like, yeah. What? Oh no. <laughs> Sounds good to Whoa. me. Yeah. <laughs> so the money fairy just yeah, came this, in, right? Yeah. <laughs> this might be the first time I ever tell that story somewhere publicly, but like with, with details, but like, I've definitely said it vaguely and um, long story short, I just like, I was like, I don't need them. I don't need them. I don't need them. And then when we, when I found out we we're getting kicked out, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm like, what's good? Like, you know, like, and I hit him up and we set up a meeting. I sit at his, at his, uh, go to his office, office looks crazy. And I'm just like, all right, this guy's legit. And then we just have a conversation and I find out that he's like invested in a bunch of other businesses in LA. Okay, and he's just trying to like get his foot in the door for his kids to learn the business so that his kids have an early start. Keep in mind, his eldest or his oldest son uh, at the time, I think he was like sixteen or seventeen, I think, mm -hmm. and then he had a younger younger kid and who was kind of into it but not really. Anyway, after he had like tried working with a bunch of different stores, he actually ends up like throwing me an offer to start a new store, nice. and like I wasn't like vetted enough or like i didn't understand the game as far as contracts go enough to know if i was getting a bad deal or a good deal i just knew i was getting a deal because yeah. at the time sometimes like you think like oh like but i'm doing this and I, i'm my blood sweat and tears and i, I need to have a hundred percent of this but if you got a hundred percent of ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars what the fuck does that mean when you could have been owning a company that's worth millions and you mm -hmm. have 10% or 20%, right? Yeah. The math just, you got to look at the potential. And so like, what could I do with the couple thousand I had made during this initial project versus what can I do with what this guy's bringing to the table, which was 
over a million dollars in investment, right? And so, which wasn't really crystal cut clear at the time. Yeah. And all he did was he picked me up in a limo, went to go look for stores. And I was like, fuck it, I got a deal on the table. And it's like, we'll see what happens. We're looking for a spot, probably 1,200 square feet, 1,500 square feet. We end up landing at this spot in Burbank. And it's in this like kind of like area where there's only vintage stores, coffee shops. It's very vibey, like just still kind of coming up. Not the super busy neighborhood that I was used to on the other side of downtown Burbank. And then we go inside and it's it's almost a duplicate of the store that I was in. And I was like, yo, spiral staircase, like 5,000 yeah. square foot, two floors. Like, <laughs> this shit is crazy. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense. And then it smelled like dog piss. Like, oh. it was terrible. Like, it was the worst smell you could think of. And um, we just kind of, like, put our best foot forward. And we're like, yo, like, if we redevelop this space, like, what's the best we can do? Long story short, like, that ended up becoming our flagship store. And, you know, we dropped a good amount of money. We imported hardwood floor for our basketball courts. Where does the interior design, because that store is, like, wildly <laughs> intricate. Yeah. So yeah. Where, does, where, does, where does the interior design it, idea come from? Because it gives me vibes, like, that's something, like, you've been, like, drawing, like, working yeah. on, like, a continuous, you know, like. Yeah, so it's funny because the inspiration really draws from, like, multiple angles. So, like, the, the basketball court is inspired from this gym I, I was attending, the Los Angeles Athletic Club, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually hoop with Jalen and Jacoby all the time, by the way. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. He's, so you think Jalen Rose should be in the Hall of Fame there? Listen, <laughs> J- listen Jalen is not shooting hoops that often anymore. I can tell you. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> but Jacoby got some game, though. Like, okay, he actually got some okay. hoops. But, yeah, no, I, I played with some some dope uh, ball players. Uh uh, and then so that that basketball court is actually inspired from their gym, which fear God shot in there. A bunch of different like campaigns yeah. have been shot okay. there. And so the floor is actually completely imported in leveled up so that your knees won't hurt if you play on it. Like it's an official court. Like this is not some it's bullshit. regulated. Like, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and then as far as like we even like so we did the logo stained like it is it was a process, details, but it's man. like mad details. Right. Yeah. And then the the back wall. If when you look in, uh, at first it didn't have these TVs on top, but if you backed in and you look at the back door that goes into the storage room, it's actually a shoebox. And so the shoebox, when you look at it, um, typically slat wall inside of a retail store is like $40-$50 a sheet, basically, Mm -hmm. which is like a 4 by 8 sheet. The slat wall that we have is about $350 a sheet, and it feels like concrete. And so you're able to display product, but then it looks like concrete. So it looks like the bottom of a Jordan box. And then that we painted the black lip out as black. So it's the top of the lid. Yeah. And then the door has a shoe label with all of our details, like our address, our phone number, our Instagram <laughs> shit. So like everything when you go in there has yeah. perspective, right? Then to the right of that, the stairs has the Magstronaut. Which is Magstronaut. was like hot that. back then. I don't know how I feel about it now, but like it had very it cool. You know, I like yeah, that. I like little that billionaire name. boys yeah. club vibe, and it had like the the mag logo on the side, and we made shirts with that logo before, and and it's actually like artwork made by my guy JP at Complex, okay. and so he did that, and then JP's cousin Ali is like who played ball. My little brother, he's your guys' age, eighty nine, right? Okay. So like born in 89 and so he we hooped together at the local park i brought him in and all the artwork you see on the the right wall which is the west wall um and we have 20 foot ceilings he hand painted 
that entire wall. He hand painted an entire store, actually. Like, if you actually come to the store, there's speckles on the Welcome. wall. Like, it's, it's all store. hand painted. <laughs> and then I did this, like, real funny Night at the Roxbury reference where it was just like, yo, I want the inside to feel like outside. Like, you know, like, I'm outside to feel like inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so when you pull up, we actually have, like, street court, like, fixtures and, like, there's fencing and things like that. The front of the store is locker rooms. Uh, the, the entire floor is, like, this, like, Oxy, what's the, I don't forgot what the term is, but it's like basically like a garage floor. Yeah. Like there's a lot of details that yeah. actually go into the store. Sounds like that an people experience. don't it's realize. Not, yeah, it's not yeah. just yeah, it's an experience. And like the basketball court, like we can hang on it. Like it's like that strong. There's a nightclub DJ booth upstairs. Nightclub sounding uh, up everywhere. So like I used to host like Twitch streams from the store. Yeah. And like you could just DJ or have a guest DJ at any time. Bruh. And then the upstairs started originally as like where we had all the like hot shit displayed, but then it turned into like, you know, um Supreme and like all that took off for us too. Like we've had bare bricks in there now, you know, that we've sold for like seventy five thousand dollars. Like Ooh. like four foot lawn Vaughn, like bare bricks, like real rare art shit. Like and we've we've been through it all. Like and so that was 2015, 2016-ish. Yeah, I remember, so. the, I think that's when I, like, found y'all on IG because I used to be deep onto IG. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be different with a lot of boutiques because every, all the selling used to be done on IG. Like, yeah. <laughs> like people, a lot of people forgot to, like, used to have to DM stores and be like, yeah. get a size. And, you know, it used to be a whole task. And I used to, I used to follow your store there was another store in michigan i used to follow too but i remember being on your store heavy because yeah. you got to be posting new sh- new shoes and things like that all the time yeah and i gotta give i mean again i, I think i mentioned him earlier but kais uh who used to have like crew tv crew kicks on youtube mm-hmm. he grew with us like he used to uh another shout out to my guy jamie show. who who djs and he's got he's on a dj podcast called the road podcast but like jamie introduced me to kais brought him over and jamie you know i'll give him a ton of credit like when he came over from riff he uh first he brought us Travis Scott, he brought us a bunch of different other like higher cool. clientele that yeah. come in, shop around and, and you know, like it brought so that about, like, <laughs> Yeah, when you got I mean when you got the game was like a he would always pull up. Um I'm trying to remember like who were like our real mustard, hit boy, like all these guys would yeah. just love coming to Burbank because the studios were down the street. Yeah. And so, and, and it's an experience. It's cool. When you go to Mac, yeah, it's, it's, it's like what we used to shut down, bro. We used to shut down the store for Adam Levine like yeah. once a week because I'm sure people don't just he would just want to play ball with yeah. his brother. Like he literally watch, stay there, yeah. and then his wife and his brother just go pick shit out in ten minutes. Their shopping was ten minutes. Mm. They just wanted to hoop for thirty, and then they they just be there. We shut down the store, and then vibe out and then you know he'd take off yeah. and it was like that's know, just like what we were those moments bring people back mm-hmm. yeah those moments bring for us back. it's experience first the shoes are going to sell themselves the product is going to sell itself it's anybody else can offer you that anybody could p- put a store together put product on the wall yeah. and and do the same thing there's nothing real creative about that for us it was just like what does this take you back to and for me a lot of my influence and what brought me back to was like when i was in high school and i was playing ball right yeah. Like, me and my boys, what would we do? Fucking go eat at Tommy's and bullshit and, and just ruin everything that we worked hard for in, in the sense of, like, what you're working out for. Imagine if you actually ate clean after you worked out all that time and did them stairs and fucking suicides. Well, shit. I was like, what if we had a place where, like, somebody could come after practice and actually, like, chill? And so we would have places for people to do their homework, 
like and that comes back from like the coaching side and that comes from like building community you know it's funny the first the first name that we had for mag was actually community it was community kicks with Mm. no i because there's no i in community there's your cliche ass fucking like title (laughs) and i just loved the letter c in the sense of like i can do a nice logo for the letter Mm. at the time we hadn't had we hadn't lined up jp to do our logo which obviously like now i'm super very happy with what we went with Mm -hmm. and the magnolia park you know of course back going back the references you know i went to this park where i I met some of my best friends called branford park and at the end of the day like when you think of the magnolia park it's really a reference to the park and rec you know uh foundation of like you know going to play your sport that you're playing and then getting your chips and fucking fruit and then the (laughs) barbecue down the street or whatever right so like that's what the actual vibe of the magnolia park is and that revolves around our four you know like uh four elements of hip-hop right so like we have the four elements of mag which is sports music art and hype like that's what it is i like how you broke that down nice <laughs> right, so, so where does expansion come into play because you start with burbank right that's the first store yeah so burbank was a flagship 2015 2016 we started experimenting with a pop-up on fairfax with our good friends from hall of fame um so we did a pop-up with them and then uh we then expanded to orange county and then shortly thereafter we opened a location in vegas and then we moved from the pop-up at hall of fame to our own location on melrose and then uh and then topanga woodland hills which is still around um all the other locations other than burbank and Topanga are actually no longer around. And I think that was a huge like time for us. And, you know, full transparency, like we had an investor come in in 2018, which we were doing really well, 2017, 2018. And that was a huge learning curve for me as someone who's like the operator, essentially the decision maker for this company and, and the face of the brand. And, you know, not all money is good money and there's no hard feelings. But at the end of the day, like, you know, more money, more problems. Right. So yeah, like true. you have expectations, you think you can like take over the world. And before you know it, like, you know, it doesn't matter what somebody tells you to your face. If they say, yo, we got a lot of money. <laughs> so here's, here's this amount. And when you blow through that, don't yeah. worry, as long as we're growing, we'll give you more money. Right. And so we go and scale hyperscale. Yeah. Right. Like, and I'll say this, like as any, as a, for any entrepreneur, like, when you get an investment, when you take in money, like don't think you have to create new ways to make money. Stick to what you know well. Okay. Invest in that. Yeah. Don't go because you're you don't know if you don't know it a category, you don't know something. Like I'll give you a perfect example. We were selling basics like at the time, elongated tees and you know, Fear of God was hot at the time, and there was this brand Epitome and there was a couple other brands. Yeah. And if you put together like a dope basic tea nobody cares what the brand is as long as the shirt's good mm-hmm. yo sure. trying to make a blank tea is a lot more expensive than you think when it comes to r&d <laughs> like yeah. i flew to fucking vietnam i flew to japan i For flew sure. to hong kong like just to have meetings and yeah. like thinking like that's the way to do it and like it's not like it, <laughs> versus we could have just simply continued to sell the shirts that we were getting didn't have to go through that whole process. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to go do something and outsource or like try to keep things in house, like you got to understand the investment that comes with that. And I think that was, I won't say that's the reason why we didn't succeed in that sense of with that investor, but like, it was just like us trying to create 
new ways yeah. to cut our costs, create generate margins. So like, it's good to work with people that have gone down that road before. Um, but like, you don't have to create new ways to make money just because more money comes in. But that's why we hyperscale too when it came to locations. And I felt like we had our our business figured out. Mm-hmm. And I always said like you you gotta like co- once you figure out the blueprint, then you can copy and paste. But if there is like something there. If you're missing one screw in the engine, <laughs> like, and you find out later, and then now you made five of these, you have to and that able. main screw, to be honest with you, is is staff, like yeah. your employees, your yeah. the people that represent you, and with a company like Mac, which was so heavily, oh, I'm here to see Mickey, or I want to see Mickey, or I want to talk to Mickey, and 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 things like that. I can't be at six places at the same time. And so it makes the experience different all the time. And then also, you know, if I'm talking to a parent, I'm talking to a kid, I'm talking to a friend, I'm talking to whoever that comes in there. Like I'm going to make you feel at home. Not every employee is capable of doing that. Most employees are just there to get by. Right now we try to avoid that, of course. And Mm -hmm. we've learned as we've gone, you know, what's, what's, a good characteristic, what's not seeing who's really into it. Who's not with two locations. It's a lot easier to like kind of keep your hand on, on the pulse, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely like hired some incredibly trusted people recently along with keeping the most valuable people from our team. And I feel the best ever right now, um, about what we're doing, but you know, I've, I've also had employees, steal $40,000 worth of product. Oh my god. Because I'm trying to hyperscale or do oh whatever. Oh my god, what happened to Virgil? It's just I, I hear that and I just feel devastated and I'm not even you, you know, cuz yeah. it's you know like you, these relationships that you have with, with your, you know, your team is close. So it's just like, you know, you're you're already investing in these people, so it's just like to have that happen it hurts. Yeah, no, and, and it does, and it's like, you know, it's like at the time, like, you don't have a structure like a corporate company. Most yeah, corporate yeah, companies yeah. can write that stuff off, put it under their insurance claim or do whatever they're trained. They, yeah, they have no. a whole team to handle that. My team was me, yeah, like, at the time, you know? And, like, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's one of those things that I learned the hard way, like, how to get out of, like, not only, like, micromanaging, but, like, seeing the bigger picture. And, of course, like, finally being able to, like, hold on to the people that I think mean the most to the company. And so, and then expanding on, you know, bringing in people that that can also have that expertise and and a different set of eyes you know most recently like i got a life coach and some people would be like embarrassed to say something like that but i think it's like mental health is such a big topic recently right and so like people don't talk about it because they're embarrassed or too i'm too big of a man to like be have those problems like fuck that like you you don't you go through shit and you battle through yourself and instead of like going out and trying to figure a different perspective like yo we've all gone through some shit at some point we've all gone through had a day where like i don't know how the fuck tomorrow's gonna work yeah but if you have faith in yourself and worry about what you can control, because once I let go of the things I can't control, even recently, like I've, I've, I preach it so much. Like I cannot like, don't worry about what you can fucking control. And I sat there and I was like literally concerned about something that I have no fucking control over. And I'm like, all right, like what can I do right now? Like, what can I do this yeah. moment? And so I just work, you know, I focus on what I can do and then the rest I'll deal with it when it comes. Like, you know, I can't worry about nobody's opinion. Like, it's true. So anyway, I don't know. I kind of like dragged around, but like 
That's how mag. Gems. Yeah. No, you dropping gems, bro. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not tripping. Yeah. So, so where do hats come into the play for Mag Park? Because you guys are doing consignment. You know yeah. I mean? Obviously, you have apparel. Yeah. You have shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like the main focus. Where do hats kind of come into play for you guys? Yeah. So, so my partners, the investment company, uh, ends up kind of backing out. Of the deal. This is 2018. This is 2019. Oh, 2018, actually. No, yeah. End of 2018. And a lot of people don't know this. And uh, have I ever shared this story? I don't know. Maybe. So, like, in the same week, I had uh, my ex-girlfriend of five years uh, commit suicide. Oh, wow. wow. And then so three days later, we get yeah. broken into for the third time in one year. And we And then I had my investor Tell me Yo uh, We're done with you guys What? And so when I say Like I don't know what tomorrow looks like Yeah I've been there Yeah I had to decide Can I pay my consigners Or can I pay my employees Was a legit question That I had to answer at a time And I sat at a desk No embarrassment to say that I cried And I had no idea what to do and I just figured it out, yeah. you know? And then, like, piece by piece, things happen. Every single consigner that made a death threat or tried to sue me or tried to say I'm not this or that, yeah. yo, 95% of those people, they're, they're working with us again. That 5% that's not working with us yeah. is because I don't want to work with you. Like, because <laughs> there, there's a difference between business and there's personal. And when you take things out out of the business side of things, like fam, I don't like we don't need to do anything because I know where you go. Yeah. We don't need to go there. That's fine. <laughs> I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that that hatred in your heart. And I and it's the same vice versa. Yeah. All good because it does need to get there. Everybody else, there. they saw my true colors. A lot of the things that I unfortunately could not help with is because it was out of my control, and I couldn't do those things. And so that's the bottom. All right. No sympathy needed. We've been there. Then here comes COVID. And here comes, um, you know, a, a lot of different challenges, like the store's not open and this and that. But just before that, I was talking to my guy, Marco. Shout out to my guy, Marco, at uh, New Era. Every time I shout him out, he gets blown up in the DMs. But <laughs> you got to deal with it, man. Yeah. Um, so Marco used to be at Mitchell and S. Uh, and that's how we first started working together. Um, actually, Marco helped us get a collab with Umbro. Uh, we had a collab with Mitchell and S back in 2017. I did soccer jerseys. Yeah, J Balvin wore it. Fire. And like this is before J Balvin was J Balvin. So like, yeah. um, he was just blowing up. And so we did. Yeah, we did some soccer jerseys uh, with. Yeah, I should bring back the soccer jerseys. I would love to. Go yeah, Goik, definitely. check this out, Goik, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. But like, yeah. Goik saw the jersey one day on my brother. He's like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" <laughs> <He's> yeah. like, <laughs> so um, I'll take a Mag Park soccer jersey yeah, happily. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, we gotta find where those are, man. They're rare, but um. They're somewhere. Yeah, so so I gotta find some. I gotta hit them. I gotta hit them up. So Marco uh, came from came from Mitchell Ness, and then he got he got taken to New Era, and then Marco is just always in my ear. He's like, "Yo, he's like, you gotta do you gotta do some New Era hats." I'm like, "All right, like you know, I'll I'll fuck with some snapbacks." Like you know, this is 2009. 
to early 19. And I'm like, uh, like, yeah, we'll do some like we'll do some snapbacks or whatever. He's like, all right. He's like, but you got to te- you should test fitteds. He goes, I think like I think fitteds is like gonna do something. Ooh. And keep in mind, 2017, I bought damn near the entire Fear of God All Star Pack, right? 150 a piece at the time, right? Yeah. And so like I I got damn near the whole collection. FYI, in case anybody wants the Fear of God smoke, okay. but like I got, I got yeah. a nice set of <laughs> Fear of God hats. Yeah, those are the machetes at that time. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you, I brag about them now. Like I like, yo, line me up. Yeah. But um, line me up. yeah, no, I've been looking for the crazy shit too. Crazy. But yeah, so when somebody questions my card about being fitted, like before, I, I'm like, yo, I've been in this shit. I've been spending 150 for regular shit retail, but. Anyway, um, so we saw that coming, right, from, like, fear of God, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do something. So then Marco, he's like, yo, here's the uh, first World Series patch, right, The with the building, yeah. very simple, and it's got the over the thin L.A. logo and this and that. He goes, yo, no, I, I would, li-, he's like, I literally, he said, he's like, I would love to rock a black version of this hat. I said, all right, cool, let's make it. Black, black, green, yeah. uh, UV, uh, no batterman, right, to keep it true to the, the thing, and white guts. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's put it in. 32 30, or 36. And I'm like, all right. So we go. Put them up on there. I show a couple of, like, DJ homies, and they're like, yo, like, I need that. I need that. Cool, cool. He gets it, whatever. Then here comes this big guy that I ran into at a strip club recently. <laughs> By the name Recently. of Christian Alcaraz, Ooh, <laughs> AKA, AKA big boy, man. That's my guy. So big boy comes in and he sees these fitteds and he sees all these snapbacks and I have no idea what this guy's doing, but like, he's like literally wiping out my shelves, like yeah. buying them all. And I'm like, what's up with this dude? You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, and keep in mind, like I've known Chris, uh, I've known big Fuck since 2010, 11, 12. Okay. Yeah. He used to roll with uh, one of the homies, Big Scythe, who was on Power 106. And we knew each other from the nightclub scene. So we partied a lot together. And I had just literally like went to go support a DJ friend at a strip club and, you know, and, <laughs> and, and eat some really good chicken wings, yeah. you know? And that so amazing wings. And mm-hmm. so, and then I run into him. I'm like, yo, what are you up to? And so he's just. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this softball team thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, he's like, you guys got hats, right? He's like, yeah, pull up, like yeah. whatever. And so he starts pulling up. And then I guess he just got a really good reaction from, like, any of the hats he'd pick up. Even Mag Park, new era logo shit. Because yeah. I was making I was making snapbacks for, for Mag. And he would just clean them all out. And then he would start, like, literally, like, giving them to his entire team. And they'd wear them during when they played their, their softball That's games. And they were a ranked softball team, so like they were like killing it, yeah, and so it, it would just look good. And, and so he just kept coming in, and then I, you know, I started messing. Once we sold out of that first run of that Dodger hat, and those got cleaned out, and I'm like, okay, like something's up with this fitted thing. So I started talking to my guy Marco. This is now uh, probably January or February, 2020. Okay, right. And um, Big is telling me about Hat Club. I'm like, "What's Hat Club?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, this this movement, like it's going on." And then there's this there's this pink bottom and da da. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's tight." Like, I'm like, "All right." Because I won't lie to you, Mickey. At that time, 
there there wasn't a lot of acceptable pink bottoms that were not hat club. A hundred percent. I think that you guys might have been first on the scene that we kind of accepted and brought into the community. Like, okay, we could let that rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might because okay. a lot of it, like, it, it was, it was we're from New York. Be clear, it, it was, was out like, here. Yeah. It was out that? there. No, it was it was no. happening. But we wasn't letting it rock yeah. though. This time last year, we was outside. Yeah, yeah, we wasn't letting it rock though. Yeah, you know what I mean? no, like, and, and I and his first anniversary. So I uh, I I 100% agree and I 100% had that respect and I'm gonna, I'm going to give uh Big Boy his credit like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him bridging the gap and like he's a network genius yeah. and, and shout out to Goose for sure right like I was on a FaceTime with Goose mm-hmm. like I think almost immediately after we had dropped our first run of Pink Mochas and I'll lead into the idea of that but I got to give Chris a ton of credit. Now, okay. at the same time, I'll say this to his face. He talks a lot in so many great ways, but he also talks a lot like you should have shut up okay. 10 sentences ago. Right. <laughs> and so like he and I just have that brother to brother relationship where I love him to death. And I'll tell him to his face, yo, go run up, up and down the stairs before you could cook up another hat. Like I'll like I'll tell him to okay. his face because I love him. Yeah, like yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And like there is just way too many yes men that I've had in my life, and too many yes men in the world yeah. that are too fucking coward to tell you in front of your face, like whether something's good or not, or whether it's it's good for you or not. Yeah, and so yeah. for me, like yeah. I'm just that guy where it's yeah, like it's real friends, real you know? friends, yeah, and, real friends. Yeah. And so with you know with Chris, it's that brotherly part, yeah. right? So we've had our ups and our downs. Anyway. I get into this whole talk with Marco and this is before I even met Goik and before I even talked to Chris about it. And I'm talking to Marco and I'm like, yo, like these mocha ones are coming out. Um, and I like, I keep looking at the Stussy dunk. And then of course, like the undeniable, like reference we'll say of the Travis one low to the Stussy dunk. And I'm just like, this palette just like screams like something like there's something there. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't want to do a pink bottom just to do a pink bottom. That's corny yeah. because these guys in the East are literally like, this is their thing. Yeah. Like I can't, I don't want to do this unless it like, it's, it's like classic. Like it's got to fucking say, Classical. this is a different approach <laughs> yeah. to something that has an influence. And so I, I just looked at every, all my references and I said, and he told me, he's like, yo, there's only three hats ever dodger hats ever that have brown like as a crown and i'm like this is at the time gcp program 2020 so i'm like fuck it i want to do a brown dodgers hat and i'm like all right so we cook up the first one the hundredth brown brown i don't have it with me and (laughs) and we cook up the patch 100th anniversary 100th anniversary patch and we cook up that to this day still being used on other hats but we literally, to the detail, like the cream Dodgers, the pink background, like I'm, I'm taking it very serious. And he's like, what? He's like, bro, what the fuck? He's like, I've <laughs> he never had to do this it? many revisions. And I said, no, nah, it's got to be right. Like if yeah. I'm going to do it, it's got to be fucking right. So we did the brown brown. We did the pink bottom. And I'm like, all right, let's do the, you know, whatever. And uh, we put that together. And then I was like, man, now I'm overthinking. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. So I'm like, let's do a, let's do all black hat. Black hats are safe. Like black hats sell. <laughs> no. Like, right. No, I'm like, let's do, let, now let's do black, black, right. Yeah. Like crown and brim. What? We'll do 
pink UV. So it's got the pink UV. <laughs> and then we'll do yeah, we'll do the sixtieth patch. And we'll do tones of brown, pink, white. It'll pop. Yeah. And then let's do oh oh actually let's do a red new era flag on all of them. Like that'll be that'll be mm. cool, right? Mm. And then and, you know and like keep in mind at the time nobody fucked with tonal. I mean nobody fucked with not tonal flags really. Yeah, yeah. And I just took it upon myself like that's gonna be my signature. Like I'm just not gonna do tonal fucking flags. And and I felt like it was a detail like like the Nike swoosh on the tongue of a Travis Scott, yeah. right? Very small. Or the cherries on the fucking tab, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right, cool. And then I'm looking at both. I'm like, damn, like these are both dope. And I'm thinking I'm just going to order one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, Marco, how do you feel about doing like a, a brown and black, like in mm-hmm. a pink? And then he's like, bro, he's like, all right. And then so we do it. And he's like, all right, what patch? And I'm like, so he sends me the 50th patch. And I'm like, oh, that's just hard. And then he sent it to me in a way where it's like, I'm like, all right, just do the pink here and then do this. But let's keep the crazy colors. That's the only one that really has some different color tones to it, which I think that one is this one. This one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, it has some colors that wouldn't normally be on a pink mocha. Yeah. And so and it just kind of like I was like, man, that shit just looks dope. I'm like, all right. So I ordered all three. And I think the total units was like 72, 72. And then I did 144 black ones. And I was like, because it's safe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then COVID happens. And, yeah, and, then, and then we have the COVID World Series, essentially, right? Yeah. COVID World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the, the bright pink and the, the soft pink. So, you know. There's a lot of dope shit happening without knowing it was happening, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to keep it like a lot of this was accidental. I have no idea what's going to happen. Meanwhile, I'm feeling good about the Dodgers like closing it out. I think it was mm-hmm. game six. And all I did was like they had just showed up. I took the pick outside. The reaction was crazy on socials. And I was like, all right, I think this is this has got enough on it. And surely enough, like, of course, L.A. fucked with it. But did anybody else fuck with it was the yeah. question, right? And I didn't, that wasn't for me to answer. So I put a screenshot of the first pitch time, which was like 5.02 or 5.04, some crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I posted the, the picture of the three hats and 5.04. Again, we're known for doing some crazy dumb shit. Yeah. And then many people were like, oh, you're doing too much. It's just fucking hats, bro. <laughs> nah. You're going to remember yeah. us. And I think from the off the bat, People realized that we were not going to be like anybody else. And me not knowing what would happen, the 100th and the 50th sell out in two minutes. Actually, the 100th sold out in two minutes. The 50th sold out in four minutes. And then the the 60th sold out the next day. But it had double the quantity. Yeah. So. Safe. But to me. Yes, yeah, safe. <laughs> yeah, it's the safe one. And, and. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then, uh, you know, I called it Pink Mocha, which is hilarious because this color on uh, the new era catalog is walnut. But now everybody uses mocha, <laughs> yeah. so that's convenient for Send them. The and so, Trendsetter. which is all good, but, you know, come see me, pinkmochahats.com. I own that shit. Uh, <laughs> saving, it, saving it for a good day. I like that. Um, but, yeah, so, like, so that's that's how it all really just, like, that was the first drop, the official drop, I would say, because those first, like, first World Series joints, like, only me, Big, and, like, a handful of people that knew about MAG yeah. know that that was, like, our first official, like, fitted. But then, yeah, and then Pink Mocha started it really to take off, and then shortly thereafter, 
Big and I are talking, and he brings this concept, Bagel and Locks. And All right, that's where I'm going to stop you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, boom. <laughs> yeah. Boom. So we were talking Bagel and Locks before we left. Yes. Now, I just want to scale back for one second and try to figure out how Goit got involved in this whole situation. Yeah, for sure. So. It's kind of like a, it's like, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a threesome because that's kind of like a little ball. Sounds a little crazy. <laughs> but, but right. It's like, a, it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's a three-headed monster almost. Yeah. So, so Goit came about through Big Boy. Okay. Uh, Big Boy brought Goik to Mag, and I was kind of bouncing around between graphic designers. And then Goik was the first person that I asked to do some artwork. And then probably an hour later, I had a, a draft in my text, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, and you know, he Goik is is amazing in the sense of like his ability to. Once he understands something, he can bring it to life in such a short amount of time. And so Goik was instrumental in in many of our mock-ups and just our general artwork to the point where, you know, I was just like, dude, like, how can we make this your thing? Like, how can we make it be your thing, you know? And so uh, Chris brought him along, our big boy brought him along, and um, he, at this time, with Bagel and Locks, like, it was just kind of like us throwing ideas in a group chat and and seeing what to make of it. And I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Big Boy had this idea um, the moment, like, he saw that I was kind of open to even the idea of, like, doing a collab or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think West Cap Secrets, shout out to uh, Heavy and the guys over yeah. there, were still kind of, like, they were finalizing, like, their people in their roster, and I think, um, you know, it was super early in, in the West Coast side of just like the fitted community. And so Goik uh, would just be the guy that everybody went to for artwork. And he was the he brought to life like Chris's vision for what became Bagel and Locks. Nice. And so really Goik really became more a part of MAG as Bagel and Locks, the idea came about. OK, Bagel and Locks is a really yeah. funny story though because there's a couple things to that hat that just are are good to share to a fitted community so number one there's an original design that came about and i think everybody understands now right like the bagel reference uh the capers the the red onions and and different things like that and it's you know uh the yankee one's a beautiful hat and so here's what's what's really funny. If you look at the original mock-up that we actually did a pre-order on, which was just the Dodgers. We didn't even I I actually ordered the Yankees just out of nowhere to to throw in something else to it. I just felt like it was a strong colorway and we could do a lot with it. And so uh of course like everybody's still recovering off COVID, new era factories are actually shut down. Mm-hmm. And then in the midst of like taking a pre-order for, for this uh, bagel and locks, which ended up doing like pretty big numbers. I don't know if I should even say them, <laughs> but let's just say it was above 400 units. Okay. And for us who just had that's just sold out of like 144 stop. units, yeah. we're like, that's a pretty good sell through, yeah. right. Of, of a hat. But we had never gone through a pre-order. We just saw Hat Club doing it, and we saw, I forget who else was doing it at the time, that it, when it was a thing. My Fitteds had done a pre-order. My Fitteds, okay. So, for the Bison. Yeah, so then there, there was these, this concept of doing a pre-order, which makes a ton of sense, right? Everybody gets to get their hat. Uh, we get to collect the money up front, and we get to place the order. 
Okay. But nobody understands that. Well, one of New Era's largest factories is in Bangladesh. Well, Bangladesh got shut down completely to the point where they couldn't even contact anybody that worked there or the people that owned the factory because the entire country was shut down. So then now you're in the dark on knowing when the heck your shit's going to arrive. And on top of that, I personally made the decision to pay an extra three or four dollars a hat per hat, right? Times four hundred, an extra sixteen hundred dollars right there in expenses. To have the hat air shipped instead of boated to us, which would have made a 30 day turnaround. Yeah. We quoted that we would get the hat to everybody off the pre order 90 days after the pre order. 90 bad. days turned into like 160 or like five, six months or something like that. So it was, it was like, crazy at that time. Which was crazy. And, but again, a, a lot of people haven't gone through that. Mm-hmm. So, naturally if you don't understand it you're gonna hate on it and that's a very important thing that i always express if you don't understand it you're gonna hate on it right because you're like what the fuck you took my money like nah fam like if you want a refund we'll give it happily give you your money back we don't need your 50 dollars respectfully like we're we're spoiled with instant gratification exactly (laughs) amazon two-day prime blah blah blah, right we're spoiled so it's crazy and so we, we went through the experience. The hat took a while to get here. It was so bad, right? The Yankees showed up before the L.A. Two months before the L.A. showed up. And I ordered it two months after I had ordered the L.A. So things were just out of whack and to nobody's fault, right? Like, you can't. What are you going to sit there? Yeah, like, what does yelling do to anybody, right? Like, or, or like I'm not going to. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Energy. So then, anyway, so the Yankees show up before uh the la i think we did the pre-order in march and then we had our anniversary in august of 2021 and surely enough the la's show up the day of the freaking anniversary i kid you not look at that and so a lot of people were there and i said and and i had a lot of staff who were like no let's not like let's not hand them out because like it's just going to cause a ruckus and we got to keep track and this and that i said fuck that we got everybody here if somebody wants to pick up the order let's have them pick it up now and we will drop the yankee as a shock drop everybody's here we'll get it going boom 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 boom. right so and you know big shout out to everybody who came out at the time uh blue came out tab came out goose yeah i was hating big 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 time everybody (laughs) had the 99 (laughs) you're like what's up with this store (laughs) like you know like what's going on and i think also i think as i remember i i want to say it was either it wasn't was it frosty somebody was like kind of giving us the blessing on the the finky you know like just being like you know what this is a nice finky and i think that's what also like kind of propelled us into like that other part of the movement because we had the og pink mocha drop and then so following suit with what made sense we did a pre-order on that too and the first pre-order uh i remember you know we capped it we're like yo we're not going to do more than 300 units per hat and we hit that in the first 24 hours um and we're like we're not going to do any more and then resale started to show up and we're like damn like these are hitting numbers and then there was another shop in our neck of the woods that put up the 50th for a pre-order and they put it up for 80 dollars you had, to, you had to hit them on the DM and they would put it up for $80 for a pre-order that wouldn't arrive until the end of the year. So when somebody gave me that information, I was actually in Palm Springs for uh, one of my best friends, 
bachelor parties that I was hosting. And I saw that and I was like, man, like these, like, yeah. you know, and I didn't know how to react. That was like one of the first times I seen the whole, like, you know, somebody ordering from your, your, you know, whatever your catalog. And so, and again, they're not breaking any rules. I look at it very differently now and I'll, I'll make a comment on that later. But, you know, when I saw that, I was like, it's just messed up to the consumer to charge them 80 for something that you didn't come up with. And, uh, or even if something that you came up with. So then that same day I went on Photoshop, cooked up a, a template and I, I threw up pink mocha, uh, pre-order for three days and, uh, you can, uh, get it for $55. I'll pay for your shipping. So like you could get it from the source, yeah. you'll pay $25 less and shipping's included. That sounds I, like a deal. And I think we did just short of 3,000 units Sheesh. in three days. Wow. And so that, like, bro, when I was at the, the I was at the event. Oh, when I saw that first, <laughs> in the first 10 minutes, we did something like, you know, whatever amount. I was like, oh, my God. Like, first of all, I was like, we have something here. Yeah. Second of all, I'm like, how the fuck are we going to do this? Yeah. Right? Like, we've, we've never we done this. this allocation? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then... And, but at the time, though, allocation wasn't These a problem. Problems, okay. yeah. It's actually like it was super. It was way easier. And then okay. finally, now you get. And then finally, it was like right, right. That was like the last time I could order whatever I wanted to order. After that, it was done. Like, <laughs> oh, you want a thousand units? Okay, here's two fifty. <laughs> like, here's two hundred. Some people got zero. Some people to this day still get zero allocation. That's crazy. Which is insane. But it's hard to keep everybody happy, tough, right? Yeah, like it's yeah, tough. And so fortunately for us, we built the name and I don't, I, won't, I don't want to try and skip too much, but like that pre-order also was a huge lesson for us because I also dropped my Mango Lava collection that referenced Union 4s and just telling that storyline. And then mm-hmm. that also kind of put us, I would say, on the map as well. Um, not at the catapult of a pink mocha, but it, it, it did its yeah, part, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and so... We did those pre-orders as well, and we just learned, like, yo, like, this is not the wave. Like, it's so hard to do it unless you have a community built around it, understands it. The, yeah. the amount of hate emails we got, the amount of threats we got, That's just because crazy. we couldn't give them their hat, I was like, fam, like, like what is it? Like, you're going to go do this for, for a hat? Like, fam, like, some people, I was like, here's a refund. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to deal with you. Like, and so not everybody understands that we learned a lot from it. Uh, of course, allocation is now a big thing. So like, it's not like you can just do that anymore. So that, that was really that moment. And, and then, so when bagels finally showed up, I think a lot of people also, you know, family from New York that we had like connected with was also in the building when we dropped them. And I think that just further and further, like connected us, you know, and telling that story and we had that blessing, you know what I mean? Like when I was, when I had the in and out hat ready to go, this is back in, in 2020, like, you know, this, or 2021. I'm literally on a FaceTime with Just Goose, I think Scruff, Leon, uh, Goik, Chris. Like, wow. we're on this, like, big FaceTime. Maybe Scruff might have been. He might have been in there. I don't know. But, um, but we've had a bunch of those, like, just, like, late night FaceTimes. And I'm sitting there, and, and Just is like... Yeah, here, here's you know, here's the ox pack. Like, and I'm yeah. like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, that's some good shit in there. Yeah. I'm like, that's fire. And then he's, and then he's like, yeah. And then, and then we're like, um, 
And then I think I was telling him about, I forgot what pack I was telling him about. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm also doing like an in and out I'm doing, you know, burger like yeah. I do. We're L.A., like you got it, West Coast. And he's like, oh, we're actually doing a, a, a burger pack also. And I'm like, oh, word? And he's like, yeah, we did an in and out And I was like, oh, shit, cool. And he's like, yeah, here. And I'm like, oh, I'm like that's cool. And I'm like, this is what I did. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you might have got that one. And then that was that day for me where we all, you know, me and Goy behind the scenes, and I'll tell Justice it's his face. We work, we talk all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that was like a moment. Cause like, just was that guy. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and still is in, in, in respects to him. And so like, I just like knew the quality work he was doing. And I, I felt like for the first time, like I was trying to like take this whole, like coloring a hat to yeah. a different level level. And I think that was that moment and uh, knowing that I got that respect and then, you know, Goik helping me bring shit to life like that in and out had took literally like 12 revisions. Yeah. I was like, nah, the diamonds got to be the color of the thousand islands. Like that's got to because it's the sauce and it's tomato and sauce yeah. and then bun. And then no, no, no white lettering on the patch because there's no seeds on their bun. It's just toasted. So it's got to be a toasted color. On the, and it was like Details. very like intricate to the point where like, and, and sorry to go back a little bit, but the bagel and locks, like that was Chris's idea. Right. And so we're like, all right, cool. We'll do big boy and Mag park. Like at the time I didn't really make it a focus to be, to make it about me per se, mm-hmm. but I knew what would help elevate the product. And that's when I brought in the idea of the bag. And then we originally were supposed to shoot a commercial to serve them at a deli. And because we waited fucking five months instead of one month, I was like, fuck that. Just get them out and we (laughs) won't do the whole presentation. But we did do the pin. We did the bag, which from what I know of was like one of the first times that that got presented in such a manner where it it was connecting to a food product or whatever prior to it was it being a thing. And then, of course, you know, with the in and out, it was like, all right, we got to do the bag. Oh, and then also I forgot the big unlocks at the very last minute as we're about to submit it. That that color on the patch, the super pri- bright, crazy pink, yes. is called Pink Glow. Me and Marco were looking at it, and we're like, it was supposed to be a soft pink. And I sat there, and I was like, yo, like, what, what can we do to make this different? And then, like, well, there's this Pink Glow. And I said, and I look at the, the, the pamphlet, and I'm like, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> like it's it's a really bright pink. It'll, it'll make it look like you know, like uh, like it's just gonna give us something else. And then it came in, and I was like, no, like this is the wrong fucking color. I'm freaking out. Da 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 da. And then I step back and I look at it, and I'm like, fuck, it looks like the salmon. Yeah, that's what's about to. Do and I'm like, yeah. this fucking works. And so that color is actually an accident. And this is the first time I tell that story too. <laughs> One of the best ninety nines, not for nothing. Yeah. And while we're there, I'm not going to hold you a specific a specific hat company with a specific hat designer that is probably your favorite hat designer. If if, if you're, you know what I mean, it uses Goik's ninety nine that he drew up. 
I will say. I mean, I, I've been there. I've been in the cook room. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. We needed to find the Gork 99 that was drawing up to, to get the patch done. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of good 99 visuals out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this one so pops we out. needed the Gork 99. Different. Yeah. You know no, I mean? Gork is that dude. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he literally would construct everything from scratch. Like, if there's anything and they're like, yo, like, I. I'll be like, yo, here, I finally got the official logo. This motherfucker already yeah. made it, remade yeah. it, and made it better. Like, there's so many times people have asked us to do things. So, it, also, Goik now works for me and my consulting group. Okay. So, I do brand development and product wow. stuff and marketing for so other companies. Crazy. Man. Yeah, we have a list of clients and everything. <laughs> and they've handed us assets, and we're like, yo, this ass like yeah. and we'll send it back to them and be like yo by the way here's your updated assets because you need them like mm. you can't be using what you sent us it's pixelated <laughs> yeah it shit won't work yeah. so like goik is that guy and i think his mock-up has also become kind of a standard template where like people look at it and they get it and so like even marco to this point like he's like dude like i love how you guys send me shit because other people tell me a story and i have to like guess yeah. but we send fucking color codes we're very organized and that's the thing with me and Goik is like Goik is amazing on his own, but when I brought him structure, yeah. it made him a whole different person. And it's actually kind of scary now. Yeah. Like I love like me and that dude literally like I make him sit next to me and we're sitting there and he'll it's funny because like I'll I'll give you guys a little insight and not to skip too much ahead, but we started cooking up this reverse mocha pack. And I told him, yo, get a head start, like cause I don't have I now don't I just don't have time to like cook every hat the way like from scratch okay. right can you just do the template give me two logo options on the front i'll pick the final one give me a patch and he always tries to, even though i tell him like don't do the patch unless i'm like until i'm there with you and he'll get a head start and i'll just go there i'm like no nah, that's trash <laughs> i'm like this is whack going like and i'm like and i'm sitting there and i'm like looking i'm like do this no do that Mm, now nah, go back to this and then we're like sitting there and literally trying to guess also how new era digitizes their patches because you don't know that information beforehand yeah. you got to then like settle to whatever they have recently we did get sent a huge fucking file that actually has a lot of that stuff broken down so i've helped you know our process but yeah. like we go back and forth and there's stuff that i've sat there i'm like i don't know if i can make that better okay. i'm like i'm like here's my idea I'm like, go with it. And he'll literally guess what I'm thinking, you know? And it's, it's to that point with us. Yeah. And so like, he's just able to bring it, bring it to life. But, um, but yeah. Question. So my question is, um, like, cause you said earlier that you sit down every day and like create, right? So like how many hours is that? That's Goik and, um, Chris. Yeah. So like what does the creative process look like for you guys? So right now I have Chris allocated towards focusing on our development of product, which is more merch related and like like we did uh blue and Ronnie's latest shirts. Okay. We actually helped like print that. Chris did that all by himself. Wow. Like he runs our DTG printing and all of our Everybody's key press stuff, moving, and so man. yeah, we, I just <laughs> yeah. brought him on payroll recently to like really focus on that that like kind of leg of our business, mm-hmm. and so he's been doing really well with that. And then he also like handles all of our pin production. So like, there's just a person that's focused on getting those things done. Like we have a collab coming out with Shoe Surgeon. We're doing a live workshop this week, and so that's he's exciting. yeah chris is going to be doing all the heat press live and all that stuff so he's not really on so much on the hat side 
uh, as far as like the the creative process. Mm-hmm. He definitely has his ideas, and we've uh, I've got a couple things that um, I mean I'll give you one right now. Like we're working on a Mickey and Friends pack. Uh, the Mickey and Friends, as in Mickey Mouse, and then also aligned with it, there goes the little puffer, <laughs> <laughs> the excitement. Um, yeah, so Mickey Mouse and Friends, which I've seen one other store drop it, and uh, the creator of that pack actually hit me, and we had like a friendly convo where it was like, you know, it's going to happen, it's bound to happen, where you your ideas cross over, but the main thing for me is like, is the interpretation different? Right? Is the approach different? Mm-hmm. And so we spoke, and I said, yo, like, you know, trusting in you, like, I want to show you what my vision is. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to him, and he was like, all right, like, please put those out, <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, we wanted to. I just wanted your stuff to breathe. He's like, I get it. Cool. So we have an understanding That's here. great. And so so we have a Mickey Mouse and Friends, right? So you got your Mickey, Pluto, yeah. Daisy, Minnie, and uh, Goofy. And then there's a Mickey and Friends, M-I-K-I, which shout out to Big Boy will have his hat come out. Uh, Goik will have his hat come out. Okay. Willie will actually yeah. have his hat come out. That's exciting. And yeah. Toluca Brims and, okay. and our boy uh, L.A., a.k.a. Lorenzo. Uh, who are part of the Mickey Friends pack? So it's a six and six. Yeah. Um, so that'll be coming out pretty soon. Uh, and then, so that answers like kind of where Chris is at. And then, as far as like Goik, it's literally like whatever we're working on. Like if I like for me, like this hat carrier that we have coming out, like you know, I had Goik pretty much put together all the graphics, the details from the the logo, how we place the logo on the zip pull, how we make the repetitive logo on the shoulder strap. Oh, um, it's reflective? No, uh, I'm sorry. It's it looks from that angle, but it's like just like white. But it's okay. like, so this is like a prototype. We still need the final version to come in. It's going to be a little taller from the bottom so it could fit more and then the velour the velour inside, Ooh, which kind of like gives you this luxury, I look mad and then fancy. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and this little clips on the side, and there's yeah, yeah you got your clips so that it doesn't fall all the way back. Um, so we you know we went through those details, picking out the the you know the, the, the suede materials, guts. the suede guts, which then can lead into you know what's in here, which we'll talk about later. Ooh, but just look, know, at that. look at that, just. All right. Well, while we're there, we're talking creative <laughs> process. I, I want to understand because, I, like, I feel like I'm not bugging here, right? Like, I'm, I'm, like, you guys have, do you guys have, have you guys ever done a hat with black guts? Yes. All right. So what's so? Okay, there you go. So, so why white guts primarily though? Because it seems like you've you've shifted and then it's yeah, like pretty so, much all I mean, white guts. These to days. be honest with you, that that was like leaning on the the beginning process of just like. Mm-hmm. Me asking Chris, like, yo, like, what's, like, favorite out there? Like, what mm. what details do people like? Yeah. And I think sometimes it was, like, yo, like, white guts is a conversation right now or satin or whatever. Like, everybody <laughs> has their different yeah. energy and what they want to do. And I think sometimes for me it was just, like, being, like, utilizing different ways to go about it, right? Like, so with still the bottle pack we went all white guts and then you know we will sneak in a, a black guts uh whenever we see fit like even in this pack it's the same pack but we went with two different okay i didn't even notice guts. the black one was black guts yeah black is black guts okay and so um and then this is actually the i think it might be the only one from the pink mocha pack that has black guts and so 
I think it's it's really not even like something where it's like we we purposely do things other than the fact of like we try to keep people on the toes to see what we're going to do. So you can see more black guts from us. I think it gives us the wearability longer, but also, yeah. I don't know. I like the crispiness of a white guts and, and a flat batterman. I mean, even on, feel? even on the OG Cola Champagne, like with the flag, right? There's no flat batterman. Mm. So, and then the flat batterman is on the 60th LA, which was really important for me. Cause I mean, the bottle 60th, 60th is like my is thing, crazy, like coloring the, the, Patches in such a way. This is one of the best sixtieth. I mean, uh, come on, like yeah. Can I, can I yeah, my goal, my goal. My goal is looking at this. All right, well, well like let's try to stay on the timeline. So where where does the the Olympic pack come in? Because the Olympic pack was pre ordered as well, right? Yeah. So the right. Olympic. So pack where is in a, the timeline is the Olympic pack? Yeah. So Olympic pack is is another evolution of like our packaging and storyline telling. And so uh, Chris brought up this idea of these pins that he had collected, which were the references for the patches, and then. Um, he, again, he's like, Oh, I got these three amazing pins and they're collectibles. And I'm like, they're sick. I'm like, I, but I think each one of them needs their own story. So like, why don't we do a whole pack? And that kind of referenced back to the pink mocha situation. We're like, all right, we got to do a classic LA, which has one of my, I didn't bring it with me, but it has one of my favorite patches as far as details go. And then there's the, um, there's the two right here, which is the two tone, uh, Chrome and, uh, Dodger Dark Royal and then the black with the Dark Royal and you know it was one of those things where it's like you know quite frankly to be honest with you like we kind of knew that the all blue was not going to hold its weight the way it should even though we personally and that's usually how that shit, shit works fire, yeah, no, blue joint is crazy yeah, no, like. that's fire but like when you look at it from the perspective of a consumer like a lot not a lot of people lean towards that I think it's my second favorite. Obviously, I'm very partial to the to the off white white yeah. dome joint, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is like a ridiculously crazy. Yeah, but like I think that the blue one would probably be second, and then the two tone black and blue would be my third favorite. Out of yeah, three. and so so for that one's interesting. Again, like we try to make the story uh, fun, and I we did the packaging where you know we did the Olympic uh stickers where you could collect all like you have the sticker pack that came with it and along with a postcard that i believe was written out by uh chris with the help of me cleaning it up a little bit for him <laughs> and you know we all worked with it together goik of course put together all the artwork for that and um we dropped 200 packs and we did it at the I, my idea was to light to Drop it when the torch was lit in Japan or China or wherever the the Olympics were. And I did not know that that would be at 4.45, 5 in the morning our time. <laughs> and I stayed up and I'm literally sitting there in bed like this on Shopify. Like, just like, <laughs> is this shit time yet? You know what I mean? And then the fucking ceremony. I'm like, oh, the ceremony's at 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning. I can handle that. The ceremony was like three hour long process. And I'm like, oh yo, gosh. fuck it. Just go. And then like, I think shout to bullies, uh, brims and bullies. And, uh, I think maybe it was, maybe it was Steve, uh, cap junkie, but I think they were on live, like waiting for it. And, um, there's like a couple people on there. I'm like, yo, fuck it. Go, go, go. Right. And it comment. I'm like, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, I don't figure. And then I couldn't go to sleep cause the shit was ringing off. I didn't think it would happen. Like the shit sold out in five minutes and it was three hats, yeah. right? It was three hats at a retail price of two twenty five, and people thought we were crazy. Yeah. And that again was just another moment where we're like, wow, like people rock with us. And then 
I mean, I've seen the pack go for twelve, fifteen. Yeah, it's priced out of my range at this point. Yeah, I mean, I can't even afford the ones that I want. Yeah, and you won't bring them back. So here we are. So why can't why can't we bring back Olympic Pack Dodgers? What's going on? It's not that we can't. You you won't. I think it's more uh, because we're a bigger name now than we were then. There's a lot of eyeballs on what we do. Yeah, I hear that. And then if we were to um, penetrate. Keyword here: penetrate a new era fitted with licensed uh, artwork. Uh, hypothetically, mm-hmm. um, then I think it would be noticed and it could be an issue. Now, there's not to say that we can't gift certain hats from our archives to our NFT holders and. That would be one of those situations. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm confident. Like, no, like I believe in my team. I believe in myself. I know what's on this phone. I know what's I know what's cooked already. And I know the stories I will tell. Do I like it, being confident in that and believing in my team because I want them to do great and I want us to do great things. If that presses you, that's your problem respectfully like at the end of the day if we're hated or if people are complaining about something like it's more than likely because we're affecting their access and i've come to find that nine out of ten people that will make an issue or complain about a product that they can't have Mm -hmm. are typically people who use it as a source of income not because they want to collect or they believe in the sport the sport is different right and so i think with any brand or community you want to embrace empower and find a way to give back to those that actually rock with you not just during you know the time where it benefits them you know and so that's kind of a long-winded answer to you know everything else we got going on no but you guys have fully cemented yourselves in the community i feel like you guys have strong roots you know like you guys put out this hat with, you know, right? Like, just put out yeah. a pre-order and people, Whoa, like, so no one was able to see the right? hat. So, like, so okay. let's talk about that. What is it? That's yeah. big. What goes into, the, like, those kind of ideas? Like, yeah, we're going like, to put out a hat that, like, nobody can see so, until you've actually bought the like, thing. We, we, we didn't even talk about so, that. So, yeah. So, like, all right. So, in and out ha- Animal style. Sorry. Animal style. Yeah. Animal style. That's the, that's the way around it. Thing. Um, so, animal style came from this that that FaceTime that FaceTime and, and, and having someone who you look as a peer right and someone who who's doing it right in, in my regard like I, in my opinion and they they they're looking at it and they're like yo you are one of them and that's cool right and so I said I feel this fucking good about this hat I don't I don't think we have to show it like goik make your mock-up <laughs> and put a bunch of question marks all over it and just and just black it out like you got to unlock it. And he goes, what the fuck are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to put up a fucking mystery hat. Nobody knows what the fuck it is. And I'm going to reveal it on IG Live as soon as it sells out. I did not think that it would sell out in two minutes. Two it was minutes. 200 units. It was actually hard to buy. It very difficult. Like like a hat that no one knew what it looked like was hard to, it was hard hard to, to touch. Yeah. And, and it was one of those things where it's like you either trust us or you don't. Yeah. And then... We'll find out if, 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 because a lot of things I would assume 
like music industry, I, I feel a lot of people this happens, but like you make shit and you're like, fuck, I just spent so much time on this. This is hot. You've heard it for so long. And then you put it out and it doesn't work. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here like, man, I've been thinking about this fucking hat. I've been moving every detail. And is anybody going to even appreciate this shit? And then we sold out. And I'm like, and let me tell you, the first two renditions of the of the animal style, <laughs> first one had a palm tree on it. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and I was the one that talked myself out of it because Goik was down to rock, let it rock. And not to say that he, maybe he was just being a yes man. I'm not going to say that it was his taste or anything, but everybody was on my head like, yo, like it's part of the story. There's palm trees on the cup. That was, my whole thing was the cup. I was like, it's got to match nah, the cup. I feel true. what you were going with. No, no, no. Nah. 100%, right? And it was on the it made sense. Oh, so 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 it was originally on the front. It was originally on the front. It was originally on the front, like the bullshit, right? And then I hold on. I went to New Era and I said, "Hey, can we make it twenty percent of the size of the normal palm tree? But I want you to put it on the batterman." And they were like, "Yeah, we could do that." I said, "Okay, cool. Put it there." And I look at it. I'm like, "This nah, like." <laughs> Like, I'm going to get chewed alive. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not going to. And then at the last minute, I changed it and and submitted that one. And and I'm I'm grateful. Like, I, I also, <laughs> also it was supposed to be a chrome crown. But I was like, nah, like, it's got to be fucking. It's got to. If I'm going Animal for the cup, style, I'm going for the cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. If On the color, at least. I got to stick to my guns there. Yeah, but the patch is a fucking burger. Yeah, and that's the great. Yeah, and I love that. I love that. And I would say a month, two months later, after those popped out, you know, I start seeing a lot of different, you know, oval shaped foods all of a sudden on fucking patches, and I'm like, you know, so I'm like, (laughs) you know. Like I can make burgundy and like walnut round and call it a cat's deli hat and like Ooh, yeah. yeah you know that's not white lettering in the middle because it's the fat right like but like <laughs> but like it's hard to explain that before you saw that and so yeah. in in that sense like in many ways like I try to carry myself humbly like I don't like I I like to think that I'm not trying to like come off arrogant but there is a bit of like space that I do keep from people that I feel like. You know, like in life, a lot of people want to use you and like, and you're going to use people, but it's like, as long as you can present the same like benefit that they, that you are looking from them and they can, you can give it back to them. Like that's where friendships start to like, kind of be like, that's their starting point. Like whether we just don't talk about it like that. Right. But at the end of the day, like if I can help you, Right. Like, will I? Well, that determines what kind of a character I have. Yeah. Can you help me? Right? But then it's the people that only want to take. That's the problem. And so if you only want to take, then you're going to learn the hard way that that's, you're not going to get very far. So enjoy whatever the fuck you're about to take. You know? And so, like, in many ways, I do have a bit of a, you know, buffer of, like, I observe a lot. And I see what's going on. And trust me, there's a lot of people who came in there. And, I mean, look, Chris, big boy, in the best way possible, he didn't ask me for a single thing. This guy just came in and bought out product, bought out product, bought out product, supported my business in many ways when nobody gave a fuck about my business. 
like, and he would repost our, our posts. He would, you know, all the things that they say, how you can support your friend for free. Like he would do those things. And, and when the time came and he asked for an opportunity, like I didn't fucking second guess it, you know, but at the same time, you can't expect me to react the same way I reacted to, to big boy. If you started collecting hats in 2021 and you started following me and you want to buy my hat, like it's hard. Right. And so like that, that process of letting somebody in is, is difficult Cause you want to, you want to make sure somebody's doing it for the genuine reason, not because they want to come up, you know, yeah, which you, cause you're trying to build a long, long lasting, you know, relationship. Idea, yeah. Right? For like, me, isn't it about, it's not about the dollar. And like, I know people try to call my bluff or talk shit about me and this and that when they're like, like when I say something along the lines of like, I've never personally collected a single dollar from designing hats. Like, not a fucking penny. Like, all that money has gone back into hiring more people, running the business, operating mag. Like, I don't collect a penny from all this stuff. And even to this day, for I know we'll, we'll get into the NFT talk, but, like, literally the NFT revenue that we generated, like, people can see it. That's why I love technology. You can see it online, and you can see our wallet. You can see what's in our wallet. And you can see that we haven't sent any money out anywhere. You can see it. It's right there. In plain sight. So. Oh, that's, oh yeah. So, uh, the, 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 you're on. You're, you're good. All right. <laughs> Thought we lost Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there any. What, what like most are you excited about upcoming wise? Hat wise. So we're finally. I was just. Talking to you guys off camera, we finally got the rest of the nightclub pack showing up. Casamigos Cubs is one of my like fuck. It's like hard to say, but it's like it's to me, it's like right up there with like the in and out patch. And um I got a lot of shit for talking about a rendition of that hat. Um I won't say I got shit, but like I, I got, we just had a, I had a disagreement in regards to like my how I extruded my confidence in what we do, and you know in many ways again going back is like I just I just love my team and I love what we do and I think like if you dislike the fact that we're like we're instilling that confidence in our team, then like you don't compete. Like this is nothing to do. It has nothing to do. And I I, I took. I took fault in how I said it. Like, I think I could have chose my words better for sure. And I'm grown enough to say that I'm also a Gemini. So I react really quickly and then I'll fucking like clean it up really well later. Like shout out to yay. That's like the whole thing. But like really for me, the Costamigos Cubs is a great, uh, another exploration of using patches to tell a story and tie them to something else. Um, so that one will be, that's when it's really exciting. Uh, you got the Don Julio 1942 right here. Uh, that, you know, we went off of the luminous Magnum bottle that doesn't get popped often. Um, and then we got the Ace of Spades uh, green bottle here with the Philadelphia Athletics joint with the metallic details and then the Vegas gold bottom, right, to switch things up. Um, shout out to, to a store in Europe that ordered, like, the first mock-up of that that I submitted <laughs> And so I made sure that he's paying attention. You know, some, to y'all. Yeah, now I'm paying attention to who's ordering my stuff. 
and uh, and changing up little things. So it's it's fun to do that as well. Can you talk a little bit about the release of the bottle pack and what, yeah. what that looks like club pack and how that even comes about in your brain? So, yeah. So, I mean, the bottle pack initially originally was supposed to drop uh, at a good friend of mine. He owns a nightclub in San Diego called Park. Uh, P-A-R-Q. So it was natural to do a Magnolia Park with a Q collab. And then I designed a Padres P hat uh, for like in like, I don't know, homage to his his venue. And <laughs> that one ended up getting like way more like hits uh, for whatever reason. But, you know, we only made enough for his friends and family and our team. And so the nightclub thing like just naturally as a dj for 12 10 12 15 years like i just like how what's another way i can connect things to to me and what i'm used to and so i was watching people like pop bottles like that was part of my business i would bring bottle poppers to the club you 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 normal bottle popper (laughs) so nah so like yeah so i was just telling those stories and i was i literally like asked my friends i was like yo like what are the top selling like bottles that are being sold right now because i want to do it in a manner where like I'm going to go to the club yeah. and we're going to pop bottles yeah. and then you're going to bring out the hats with the bottle, like with the bottle girls, yeah. with everything. And then the original concept of the drop was actually going to be that you would have to pay your entry or whatever to get in. Or if you ordered a certain package, we would send out fitteds for all your friends and their sizes. And then for the GR, I was going to put a huge, cause they have a huge fucking screen, like, huge at the club and i was going to put a qr code on there where i was going to put on our website a geotagged product meaning that unless you're in that room you cannot buy the hat and i was gonna and then you'd have to scan it um to be able to get the link and obviously you could send out the link but that's where the geotag if you're not in that room you wouldn't be able to actually check out so that was that concept and then of course like as things kind of prolonged, we originally were supposed to have the bottle pack back in like end of May in time for my birthday. And then it got delayed to the end of June. And then we only got two. I literally was just telling you guys, I barely got the tracking for two more. We're still waiting on one more, yeah. which is the Tito's uh, Texas Rangers. And then Tito. that, yeah, that was, <laughs> that one's a uh, gas and like still waiting on that one. And so, really like that should be coming out in the next month i would say as a pack right and then um right after that uh alan iverson is one is by far my favorite basketball player of all time um i'd relate it to him in the sense of like you know if you look at me and and i go on the basketball court before school starts and you're like oh this fat boy like (laughs) trying to like cross me up and do whatever and i would do that and that he was that heart because it didn't matter how big you were like you was he was still dropping fucking 40 on you and like just like didn't he didn't look at the like the matchup he looked at what he could do and so um that was my guy for many years being from la that's kind of difficult because everybody was rocking with kobe and i have i did not like kobe at the time but like i earned like obviously his have nothing but respect and uh, I see what he's done on and off the court can do nothing but pay respects to him. He's yeah, one of the greatest. Yeah. And it's a thing. Right. And so like, especially 96 draft, you got to pick one or the other at that time. And so for me, it was AI all the way. So then that draft class, it was a huge part of my childhood and growing up. And so uh, I did a 96 draft pack 
um, which I've I've kind of said it, and it's probably the first time I say it to the public, but there's uh, it's all plain James, with the exception of the first round pick being the '96 patch being in Philly made sense to do a Allen Iverson uh, first Phillies. pick, yeah. So we did a Phillies, and that was our way of again, just how we didn't want to just do a pinky. I didn't just want to do a chrome hat. Like, I needed a reason. And so if you go back to the 96 draft photos, they're all wearing two tones with white crowns. And so to me, I was like, all right, let me make their exact, like, you don't understand. Goik hates me sometimes because he doesn't get where I'm coming. Like, he, no, he gets where I'm coming from. But I just sometimes get in his ear and I say, it needs, we need to do everything with intent. If you don't do shit with intent, we're wasting our time. And not just literally, but like, like in the sense of like wasting our, we're wasting our energy. We could get to the the end result faster by you picking up your phone. You are holding us back from our A to B. Now you're fucking taking side streets to a straight fucking road to success. So this right here or like friends or like, you know, taking a two hour lunch, like all that shit is what's holding you back from the better version of yourself. So in many ways, I, me, he and I in a friendly way, right? Like it's all love at the end of the day. Like I always explain to him, like when I say I want to copy, not copy, when I want to reference the 96 hats to the T, like I'm talking, what's the outline? What's the main color block? What's this? And, and then he'll come with like, well, that makes that. Now we got three purple brim hats. I'm like, who gives a fuck? It's a story. Yeah. Like it's the story. Yeah, true. And the, the, the thing that always comes first for me is the story. When I design is the story. And second is wearability. I won't compromise number two. Cause when you get to the compromise number two, which I've kind of done once, which was the world famous pack, which I think for a lot of people, like if you're in that, like I'm trying to match my shit, yeah. it works really, really well. Yeah. But like <laughs> if you're on very much like what everybody else, like, what I feel like the general true culture does, which is I don't want no extra embroidery on my shit. Yeah. They don't fuck with it. Right. And then, you know, and, and it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you, like, I mean, you see it in other stores. Sometimes you make shit that's not for everybody or yeah. not for that core group. But you, you need to expand on your demographic. To this day, I still get people who are like, yo, people always ask me about my world famous hat. And that's the one time we made that slime green, you know, like hat and red bottoms and, and the three stars. And I even like had them add the three stars on the Batterman because nobody's ever done a, a, that on the Batterman. Of course, you know, shout out to John Jay. I think he's one of the true example of people that like pushes this like style. But he's also... I'm not going to say Kobe in the sense of like what Kobe was, but like he's never seen a shot he doesn't like to take. Yeah. And so like that also makes it very difficult to make every single shot. Yeah. Right? Cuz you feel like you can make anything and everybody's going to consume it. And I and I I respect him because I know what it's like to overthink or to sit there. The thing with him is I like I I'd like to think he just doesn't overthink it. He just fucking does it. Because what does it do to hurt you to put it out there? Yeah. Right? His 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 core is so big right that even if you do a 36 it, it won't matter and if it's like a crazy hat who cares it's gonna sell out yeah. you're gonna find 36 hardcore guys to follow you that's to do that, right so i don't I, again like i'm a fan of everything i put out 
sometimes that makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, and so I just like to think that I don't steer off the the wearability road hard enough. To me, to this day, the Bayside hat I made is still one of the fucking dopest stories ever using a, a, a MLB stuff, right? But it timed really wrong because fucking lids dropped their, I forgot what it's called, but the burgundy yeah, yeah, yeah. and the teal and all that. Ugly fucking hats. And, and yeah, and to me, like, huh? Nah, the burgundy, no, the it was, uh, misty maroon. Yeah, misty maroon. Yeah, and so like you know, for me, it was literally Kelly Kapowski was like your crush when you were growing <laughs> up in my time. How did you get away with the Detroit Tigers logo? You know, ninety six. I don't have. I don't have an exact answer for you. Marcos is a good guy, huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> I won't put that out there, but let me tell you. Uh, there, let's just say there's some. There's a real big benefit in having a good relationship with with your rep so if anything we're going to respect each other like i it's not that i don't mess with people it's not that i don't like you know but like who wants to sit there and have 20 30 people call you a fat fuck or be mad that you're not getting this and that and it's just like yo you're a child like i've had grown people talk to me in such a manner where it's just like hmm Instagram has this feature where I can let you stop talking <laughs> and not see my profile because it bothers you so much. And then they're like, oh, it's not that serious. We don't really care about you. And then they'll go on their burner account <laughs> or then they'll go on their business account. Right. I once had someone I was in a face. I was in a couple of Facebook groups in the in the beginning because I'm like, oh, man, community like yeah. Discord. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to be part of the community. I want to do whatever I can. Sure. If you're in this thing, maybe I'm going to do a drop just for this Facebook group. Right. Or maybe I'll do one just for this Discord group. And then I remember doing one of the drops and this guy said, poorly ran drop. Next time, don't bite off more than you can chew. What? Right? I saw this on Facebook group. So I clicked on his profile and I saw where he works. And then I went to their Yelp reviews oh my God. and they had two and a half stars. And I wanted to go back to the guy and be like, sir. I think you've bit off more than you can chew. <laughs> you need to get some more better. You need to get some better Yelp reviews. Like, so you cutting trees isn't cutting it apparently for some people. So you should probably worry about cutting trees before you worry about how I drop a hat. When you drop a hat, you can drop it however you want. And now some people are going to be like, you're, you're a dick for that. Okay. But it's fun for, for you to talk shit about me, but I can't, I can't judge you at the same level that you're judging me. That's crazy. Right. And then people are like, Oh, how can you, uh, Manage yourself as a professional, as a store owner. Okay, well, go complain to the owner. Oh, by the way, that's me. Okay, got it. So I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is giving everybody a fair opportunity. And if I'm doing too much for these hats, then you care about these hats too much. Yeah. Like, it's it, it, we wouldn't be getting the hey we get if we weren't doing such good product. That's a fact. If we were doing shit project, product, nobody would care. That, that's just the reality of it. But if you're pressed about it, like, fam, like, I'm trying to make this as fair as possible. And that's where when we ran into the whole, like, botting issue and people talking shit and this and that. Like, I remember somebody somebody hit when we did network. Like, we, we went on network before anybody else, like, to do hats. Be and clear. <laughs> to, because I understood that they had something that, that presented utility in the sense of making it difficult and more fair right because then fam if you're gonna set up phones to check out a hat yeah. you're on it okay i can't be mad at you but that's the only way that you're gonna check out multiple products and they brought that opportunity for us and we we tried it and it worked 
But then that we only did that to get us to the end result, which was the NFT. And the NFT, in the simplest way I can explain this to anybody, you guys buy Jordans? Mm-hmm. High products, right? Okay. Let's just say for the sake of, like, simplicity, Supreme 2019. We'll do 19. Still a good year. Not crazy. They're growing. Everything's happening, right? And they're like, yo, for $5,000, okay, you pay us one time, five racks. You will get every drop in every size for life. You figuring out how to pay five racks? Because you know what? You'll make money from the investment. Mm -hmm. It's a return on investment. You will never have to line up the block. You what time? What time does what time does Supreme open up? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, but there's no lines. You gotta you gotta get a reservation and all this extra shit. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. You went out, you partied, you got hung over, you wake up, fucking 2 o'clock, you pull up at 3 o'clock, they got your bag ready. <laughs> Would be nice. Would be nice. Must be nice, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what we essentially thought of because I did a drop, we did a drop in store, and I was like, bro, I, I'm, I'm an individual owner, right, at, at currently. Like, I'm, I'm helping put some stuff together where... People from my staff, my loyal diehards are going to get some percentage of my business. I'm working on that very soon, and I'm grateful for them, and I'm, I can't wait to sign those papers off, yeah. right? But I own 100% of this business. Nobody cares about this business as much as I do. Yeah. I have people that care about it extremely a lot, but, like, this is my baby, right? And so if we do a hat drop and I see literally a dad and his son like a mother, a bunch of friends, and there's this line, and this line is a hundred people deep, and it's 24 hours till we drop the fucking product. That shit breaks my heart. Yeah. We did that. I told everybody by we people started lining up at seven o'clock. Actually, I think it was like six o'clock for the next day that we weren't going to open till about like I think eleven or twelve. And people were ready to wait. Fam, they, when they lined up at 6, I showed up at like midnight. I said, yo, y'all can go home. Here's a ticket. Stay in your line. Stay in your number. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. single customer of ours that's a paying customer. And we will make sure that every single person has a, a – we're ordering now our allocation to fit our community. Right? I just heard you say thumbprint, and I'm still like – Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. We're, yeah, so we're, we're clear, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to get you through the process a lot smoother. I've had the, I was changing my, my baby's diaper. I was doing uh, this. I was, my girl was talking to me. I was distracted during the drop. Well, shit, what if you don't have to worry about nothing? Like, it's just going to happen, right? Reverse pink mocha, right? I'm wearing the hat. I saw it on Instagram sell for the most. I think I saw a quarter go for eight fifty, right? That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. The high. The high, mm-hmm. right? And so if you bought a reverse pink mocha for essentially eight fifty, you got one for free. And that's just the beginning. From there, we have incentives for that highest level, right? Which is you get 12% off of anything that's resale at okay. any given time. You're just answering the questions. As I'm about to ask them, he's just like, all right, so this is how I'm going to answer the question right now. Yeah, so, go. You, so the highest level, you, get, you, you got the reverse pink mocha for free. Let's just value that at. Four hundred dollars. Okay, then Being you get generous. twelve. Then you get twelve percent off for life 
on anything resale, right? You miss those Yeezys, bet. 12% off a of Mac Park. Easy. Shit's marked up a little high. Yeah. All right, we get it. Sometimes we'll help out. But you know where but, you can go. But we know what, what's going to happen, yeah. right? At the end of the day, we still sell these products with no discount. So the fact that we're giving you 12% off, incentive, right? You get 25% off of any Magpar collab, okay? We drop our, our hat carrier, you're getting 25% off of that. We drop a T, you're getting 25% off of that. Mm-hmm. We do our PBJ uh, baseball jersey that's not here. My girl took. She stole it because it was cold tonight. <laughs> she <laughs> it snagged that. Fire though. Yeah. But it's, it's well <laughs> made. Yeah, you get twenty five percent off, right? Like you get for life, yeah. one time. Like our shirts sell out regardless. Yeah. But we're giving you twenty five percent off for life on that. Okay. Last incentive, which originally wasn't supposed to be a big incentive, but like we were gonna do where you can order from our archives four times a month. Well, guess what? New Era knocked on the door while this community is building, and they're like, yo, do you want 3,000 units, but you can only order your old shit? I said, I'll take it, but I have no idea what I'm going to do because that's also like a lot of money to front, you know? And I said to the community, I said, hey, reverse pink mocha, would you guys like to order anything from our archive that we've sold out? Yes, cola champagne. Yes, bagel and lox. Yes, pink mocha 1.0. All that stuff, in and out. If you missed out, you get to order anything that we've ever dropped, except for the reverse pink mocha, the mango lava, because they cut out that, the, the cotton cloth, or the wool cloth, I'm sorry. And then, uh, obviously, no Olympic pack, right? But anything else you can order for retail. Reverse pink mocha, you get 16. World famous, you get eight. Mango lava, you get to order four. And you get to have anything. Like Your past just got paid for Literally, literally. Yeah. If you because were not, if you, if you were not resale, your new entrepreneur, you know what I mean. Like then, well, if you paid resale though, because here's the thing too: there's still a consumer to the end end point of that entrepreneur, and not everybody gets an opportunity to even be told, "Can I buy that for retail?" Yeah. Now, yes, I I, I agree, and I don't I don't think you meant it in that way, but I was kind of like just trying to get to where. Does it, it will end up creating other entrepreneurs, yeah, which well, then gives yeah. you that ability to pay for your pass amongst itself. But I've, what I've also noticed is it also kind of lowered down the market on a lot of these hats, which some people are going to be like, oh, you're you're not holding the line. I'm like, all right, man, relax. Like, <laughs> we're not going to war here. Like, yeah, if anything, this mm-hmm. is what the whole goal of this is to build the community around it and what we can do in numbers. Right. And so. That's that's kind of where that lands. The world famous pass you got to buy one for retail. They get eight percent off instead of twelve percent off, and then off of off of those uh, the resale goods, and then twenty um, percent off of all the Mac Park merch. And then the Mango Lava gets secured one hat per collection, no matter what, and they get four percent off plus fifteen percent off of anything Mac Park merch. And so that's how the levels kind of get broken down. Ideally, if we don't sell out of the passes, which we still haven't, right? Which this is key because you have anybody who's going to see this has the opportunity to do so and can participate. I can't tell you, I took a personal Zoom call with you guys to make sure you guys understood the process and I can walk you through it and you understood how to basically unlock a product, right? Mm-hmm. We literally have a team. Shout out to my guy, Matt. Matt's a legend and he's been walking everybody hand 
like hand by hand and shout out to Jess, my assistant. We've all been like one and one on one helping people get from start to finish. So there's no excuse. If you want to participate, you can participate. We're not here to alienate people. We're here just to like help everyone kind of level up educating and educate right and so that's that's essentially the goal and yeah if when we drop a product basically you'll get to pull up to the site the product will be waiting for you in your size if we ever do a collab we get to order it all in your size and so it's just thinking ahead versus trying to you know play this guessing game and then you know being like let's say we get stuck with a bunch of eights or I get yeah. stuck with a bunch of three fours because big boy wanted them like <laughs> now i gotta worry about that i'm gonna worry about that guessing game we can literally cater to our community and i forgot to mention probably something that's the most valuable to the guys that are holding reverse pink mochas is we're also holding monthly design contests starting this month where we're going to bring to life our members hats and so they got to tell a story we created a template Goik will do the proper presentation. I will submit it, and then we're going to order uh, units for them. And the community will vote for which hat gets brought to life. That's so, fair. That's that's a crazy opportunity. Fair, like you know, you talked about the the market coming down a little bit. Four fifty for the pink mocha still. Like, oh no, <laughs> it's, still, it's still crazy. No, I think I think six. Like for a it's popular a, size, I, I think just I just seen it still. like a few days ago. Yeah, a very fast sale. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. it was up, it was gone. Yeah, it's you know, gone. before yeah. you knew it, it was there. Yeah, it was there, then it wasn't. Yeah, I I just want to like while we're talking about the NFT, can you talk about like the Discord and like how important it is you feel to like have communication with your own community and just kind of have that community in one space? Yeah, it's vital. And I think to have a successful Discord, it really just comes down to the team of moderators and the team of people that are that are like keeping eyes on it, right? Like I can't sit on Discord all day, right? Like it's it's hard. It's fucking a lot of messages, right? And so we we try to do our best to engage. Like we have the Mag Munchies channel is like popping. Like people are posting food there <laughs> yeah, every day, it. and I'm like, yo, what is this, yo? And like it's one of those things. Like it's just naturally it's come about. Day. Yeah, it's popping. So like. But we, you know, our community reaches across the country and it's really just helped us really understand everybody. And I think one of those things is like, you know, being engaged and communicating with with them is very important because at the end of the day, like you're they're not left out. You know, the only thing I had to stop doing and I'm no longer going to do is leaking mock ups for the reason that I do think some packs have been influenced by something that we've talked about early on. And we shouldn't have until I had at least submitted the products. But aside from that, like, I literally let them in on everything. Like, I don't need to share with them that new era called me. Like, literally, I I tell my girl will be like, what are you telling the discord now that you haven't told me? Like, 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 yo, like, I'm literally like. I'm like I'm just oh, posting man. a pic. Like you, you, you watch me that, eat the food. I'm the just Discord watching to see what it. I ate. Like, <laughs> you know, but like no, like I'm literally if I if I get an opportunity, I'm throwing it to them and I'm seeing what do you guys think. What is your feedback? Do you guys think this is dope? Do you guys think this hat carrier is dope? Like, is it different, right? Is it different enough? Like, are we doing enough? And so it's really just like also helping our conversion, right? Because the goal here is to convert on sales for for things. At the end of the day, if you're going to get mad at me for the money I make, fam, do you not want us to live long enough to have all the hats that you ever want or to bring them to life? Like, people are going to hate. Like, they're going to pocket wash like crazy, right? Thinking, oh, Sadly. you came up with this, you came up yeah. with that. Yo, I heard somebody literally say when we launched the NFT and it sold out, and I got, I got my car delivered that day. I ordered a car. Okay, I ordered it a year ago. Mm. 
I didn't fucking know when we were dropping this NFT till a week before we dropped it. But people always are going to twist and turn shit like, oh, look, Mickey just fucking bought a car with your <laughs> NFT money. You dummies. Like, you're so stupid. Look at you. Look at Mickey run to the bank. Oh, my God. I'm that like, sounds like what people say. No, that is literally that's how people think. And it's crazy. And 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 the, and here's the thing. Like, I hope hopefully nothing gets like clipped out of context. Not not from you guys, but from the like from people, which is could happen. But the reality is, like, we should all want to see each other do good. That's why there's too much alienation. That's why there's too much separation. How the fuck are you going to tell me you have a community, but you're competing with your brother? Like, how are you guys pushing that narrative? Okay. I've been in discords where I get, I'm get i getting eaten alive, right? Which is cool. I'm a grown man. I, sticks and stones, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, why is nobody watching that? Why do you why do you let that live? Right. And I think that's something that we did early on in our discord, which is a zero tolerance. The moment you say anything crazy, the more you the the, the moment you initiate any sort of crazy narrative that doesn't align with what we're trying to do, which is positivity. I know people for a fact screenshotting what we're talking about in our discord and saying, look at these positive corny cornballs like (laughs) like literally positivity is corny. Right now. More than likely, they're they're under eighteen years of age. More than likely, but like, we don't need you. I don't need your fifty dollars. I don't need your sixty dollars. I don't need you, right? Uh, it's about quality, not quantity, for us. And I think our goal is to continue to just find ways to empower and and invest. Most importantly, invest into what this can turn into because you don't really know. You know what's there until you actually just give it a shot. Did I know I was going to get hated on? Mm. <laughs> Pretty confident, you know, because it would happen before even anything else we got. But literally, people are mad because they can't touch. Mm. People are mad that you know the what is it the the loudest uh, hecklers are in the t- the highest seats, right? Mm. They're not near you, and so I see you, but I don't hear you. Like all we can do is think forward, right? The same thing I was going back to the reference of, you know, anybody who works with us, distractions will only slow us down to where we want to go. So we got to stay focused and we're focused. That's what it is. If I can control someone's opinion, right? Opinion or whatever their perspective is, it's perspective, Right. So if we can control that, we're going to we're continuing to do so. And we want to figure out what's the best way to to help enrich that. And I think, you know, who knows? Like, we'll see who where the next Mag Park, <laughs> you know, opportunity designer pass or whatever. Like anything can come from anywhere. Goy came out of nowhere. Like Chris, big boy came out of nowhere. Like big boys networked us to, I would say, around the country. And Goy has done such amazing work that it's made it very easy for us to like focus on like it's allowed me to focus on creative in a way that I never like really looked at it like that. Right. If I got an idea, he brings it to life. I'm like, yo, I want fucking suede guts on the hat carrier. He's like, <laughs> that's crazy, but I'll do it. Like, you know, like there's no like questioning. Yeah. It's just like, let's just see it. What does it cost us to color something, a different color on, on something that's not even printed. Yeah. People get like, <laughs> people get scared to like, like use it. Like you're running out of fucking paper. Like, yes. no, like literally, let's just go see it. Yeah. What does it hurt to see it? 
And so I think that's the same thing. Like I'm look, it's everything's worth a shot. And as long as you have a good team and a filter and, and, uh, you know, just trusting yourself really. All right. So where do you see this NFT thing going? Let's say, uh, 10 years from now, where do you see mag park NFT kind of resting? So I don't know where that lands. I think it's going to vary big time on eventually we will sell out. I'm going to guess probably in the next year. Uh, and I think people will, will come to, they'll have that come to, to like Jesus moment, I guess, it come to Jesus moment, right? And like <laughs> understand that like, you know, the only way we really are sticking to our guns when I say the only way you can get our product is to have a NFT. And people are going to be like, oh, what are you going to do with the rest of the hats? Well, I'm going to let most of our pass holders spin the block digitally and they'll get to get more than one based on their pass. Yeah. Um, and then, but I'm holding on to others for the other, the new NFT holders that have missed out. And so we'll be holding those for them. And then as far as like where it goes from here, it's really kind of hard to say because who knows where the technology goes, but it also varies based on our allocation, right? Like our allocation's not very large. So it's really important for us to be able to grow that before we can even think of what the next step is, right? If we, right now, we, I think we have enough allocation and strong allocation to supply the community that we've built thus far. Now, if the community grows, like, do we need more allocation? I think it'd be nice, you know? But you can definitely see more of, like, Mickey designing and things like that through PS Reserve and PacSun. But who's to say PacSun's not going to adopt an NFT Mm-hmm. product themselves you know through the through the help and the lens of what we're doing so mm-hmm. i think ultimately it's the future and it's hard to even like disagree with if like cryptocurrency in general being part of like what's going to happen right there's a, there wouldn't be major design brands major hotels major like networks or banks that are accepting this currency if it wasn't real Mm-hmm. They're not taking that risk. They got people much smarter than myself or any of us. Can you pay in crypto at Magpark? Yes, yes, you can. Okay, well, we, but you well, don't have to. If you're a pass holder, you can pay regular cash. But we accept Ethereum and Bitcoin. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. That's different. You know, what I mean, not a lot of not a lot of businesses do these days. Yeah. All right, I just want to kind of like like we're pretty much wrapping up at this point. I just want to get to like one or two of the questions oh, yeah. that we got. Absolutely, because. This one was kind of interesting to me. I just kind of want to. They asked, "What was the what would be the first drop for NFT holders?" The nightclub pack. So nightclub pack would be yeah. the first nightclub pack, then ninety six pack, then ninety six. We gonna need that, and then um, and then Mickey and friends. I think after that. Okay. Oh no, sorry. There's a reverse pink mocha collection. Then Mickey and friends. All right. Then Willie himself asked. Yeah, I mean, Love it. will we see a white dome mocha, which is something that kind of, you know what I mean, piqued my interest when he said it. So it's funny because it's what's crazy is the person who's not fully vetted in the, in the, in the scene, they're going to be like, they see a brown hat. They're like, oh, Mag Park. And, I, and I'm like, it's crazy. But like, because in the discord, I've also had people say like, why don't you license it? <laughs> okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> I wish it I wish sounds, it was, nice, it was, right? sounds it nice. easy, right? Like, now, don't get me wrong. Like, I got I got some terms trademarks. So if I ever see somebody like use those trademarks, like okay. I'm gonna get the bag a different way. Ooh. But 
you got to use your head, right? But um, pause, pause. <laughs> so when in New York, <laughs> so um, all right. <laughs> but so to the point of the white, like a chrome crown and a and a brown brim, we're seeing it a lot. And I, I think people beat us to it because we were taking our time on some stuff. Shout out to my boy Blue. Yeah, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Blue who could have got his influence anywhere, and, and so it happens. Um, but I do have something that will fall in line with that, but I'm gonna do different material. Okay, That's so interesting. it's our interpretation of not doing the same thing. And then I've also obviously paid attention to how everybody uses logos and how they color them. Okay. So however I do it, it will be different than what's been out. All right. Sounds nice. All right. And, and then big boy asked you to ask about Sam's. So I would like to know what, what is going on with that, Sam's. That's where we met. That's the, that, where we, where we saw each other, uh, the strip club. Okay, that's nice. the, the the wings and the thing. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to put me on the spot. So I need to I need to go to Sam's then. Absolutely. All right, wow. say less. Yeah, I get Sam's clothes. All right, two questions before we get out of here. Last two questions. You want to start with the first of the last two? Okay. Which is the food joint? You know, what I mean, we always got to ask oh, before yes, people yes, get yes, out of yes, here. Yes. We want to know. Must have restaurants from around your neighborhood. Like, if we go to your hood, if I'm in, if, if I'm in LA and I'm with Mickey, you know, what I mean, where are you taking us to eat? So, I live I live in Glendale. Okay. So Glendale is is just is an outside pocket of Burbank um, where the store is. So if you're by my crib, you're going to want to go hit up two spots, maybe three. And they're all Mediterranean. So I should tell you the vibes. Ooh. Okay. So it's an Ar- it's Armenian is mini kebab. Okay. They've been Michelin guide. Shout out to PG Nose. It's just fucking fire over there. So it's mini kebab. And then you're going to want to hit. Rafi's is really well known, okay. Um, which is also kebabs, super fire. And then there's Carousel. Carousel is crazy. They got this fillet saute. It's like fillet mignon cut up with like onions and parsley and sumac and and, and onion pickled onions and or chopped onions. It's crazy. Sounds like a vibe. But if you're if you're visiting uh, the Mag Park Burbank. Uh shoot, you want to hit Portos. Like Portos is as Mando. <laughs> Portos is the is probably the I believe the highest rated, most rated, most highest rated bakery in the country. Okay. And you you pay literally it's one apart, but it's but 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 you literally walking out there like with like mad food for like 20 bucks and a drink. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. All right. Last question. Yeah. Before we get out of here. Yeah. We like to, you know what I mean? Let's set you up for some, for something, something nice and sentimental. You know okay. What, I mean? what would you like to see going forward from the fitted community? Well, unity is never going to happen. <laughs> Real optimistic. <laughs> no, um, no, I think, I think, look, I'm to be quite, Honest with you, like I feel like the fitted community is in a very fragile state, like okay. as as a whole, right? And I think there's so much animosity and hate and things that people think no, they know it costs them nothing to say something mean and it costs them it's cost them nothing to say something nice. And how you choose to maneuver yourself is gonna determine where you end up in this game. 
Like, are you a pawn or are you a king? Like, what are you doing in here to to add on? And I think if collectively we find a way to work together as opposed to I'm trying to be better than that guy. Fuck that guy. That's really easy. But is it easy to reach out and just say, how can I help? How can I support? Right. There really hasn't been anybody, maybe one person that I've ever like, they wanted to do something at the store and I've, where I've said no, like I welcome everybody to my store as their home. If they want to do a pop-up, if they want to do whatever, like we, whatever, like we'll put something together, right? We'll find a way to give back. Now I found 200 plus people that invested in us and believe in us. To me, that's that's already a way of saying, all right, you rock with us. How can I help you? Right? True. Some some guy and my brother who is a CFO, um, now my girl's calling me. But my brother who's a CFO, he's trying to find ways to um give back to the community. And I'm something that I want to do. And you know, I never film or record or like show anything that I do, but I give back a lot behind the scenes. And one of the things that I find is, like, how can we work together to to do something greater than us? How can you impact someone's life? This hat, it, like, actually, now that we bring it up, like, we'll do something where five of your followers that follow us, follow me, follow you guys, we'll give away five NFTs for free. We'll give away five NFT passes. So we'll do that. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Yep. Follow the IG page. Follow the TikTok. Yeah. Follow at the Mag Park at Hey Mickey War. All right, and we'll we'll pick from from those people. We'll give away five passes, right? Because I get a ton of like, what about the kids? Mm. I said, listen, you know how much these kids spend on add-on charges and Fortnite and and skins and That's whatever. Facts. Like, you think you think that t- that uh, Ethereum is holding them back from participating? No. Not at all. They're they're holding themselves back because they don't want to they don't want to buy into something that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Greatness is found in uncomfortableness. Like that's where you find what you can actually do. So we'll continue to find ways to do that. We want to empower the community again, like I've said. But I, as far as like as a whole, man, I just hope to continue to see things like come together a little more. And I know that's that may be contradictory to some people in the sense of like, so why are you like alienating? No, I'm not. I'm actually making a stronger community within ours. Yeah. Like, and you can be a part of that. And I'm happy to make people a part of that, which is why I'll, I'm, I'm looking to like find ways to like when it makes sense. Let's give some passes away so people understand it, yeah. because every single pass holder is a testimony. There ain't nobody in that in that discord group that this disgruntled has ever said anything mean understands the whole focus understands the future i'm just saying we here like <laughs> i got mad love for you yeah, it's just no, like, I know. yeah i mean we've been here like yeah. you, you didn't travel that all the way across the country yeah, just to come real, here and do this with us you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. all the people that rock with us if you don't rock with mickey you're doing fucking horrible, <laughs> horrible. you know what i mean and if and if there's a reason for some reason that you feel like the need to say something weird like like when i ask if you got any questions for mickey yeah you, you're not rocking with us properly yeah, then because this guy came all the way across the country just to have this conversation literally this like, was the the single most important thing 
that I came to do. Obviously, come see Willie. Come hang out with my guy. You know, show love, to show face, and show love. And well, we appreciate I, I you. Created like, other yeah. things. When out we can't, we can't understand. Like when you were tell, telling us about like when we were setting up our wallets, and I was just like, "Yo, we want to do an interview," and you're just like, "I'm coming." <laughs> like, yeah. that's humbling. Like, like, yeah. humbling. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I'm like, wait. Yeah, yeah. Bro, that's how you know we're doing something for real. Yeah, I mean, like. And I know you're doing something, but it, it, it confirms that we're doing something. Because I know you I know you got a lot going on with what you got going on, yeah. you know what I mean? And I know like we've we've ran through the whole gamut. You know Listen. what I mean? And I know that you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. So to take time out of your schedule, which is a busy schedule at yeah, that, you know what I mean? Nice. To come over here yeah. and take some time to chop it out chop it up with us, you yeah. know what I mean? We are grateful. You yeah. know what I mean? And we are thankful and we have the utmost respect for what you got going on. I appreciate and that. And we are just here to watch it grow. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And we keep it a buck. I'm not going to lie to you. You know yeah. what I mean? And you have driven us into places where we where we feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Non yeah. Non-tonal New Era flags. You know what I mean? <laughs> what we thought was a metallic gold bottom. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. Taking and, you places you don't want to go. And we have navigated. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And we are just grateful for, yeah. for the opportunity. No, you know what I mean? Like, now, honestly, thank you guys. Like, I've, I've been watching early on, and I'm going to be... And, and it's in a way to compliment you guys like you guys just get it like and, and i say this respectful to any anybody else with their platform in the space but like you guys fucking get it you're a part of the the community you're you're immersed in the culture like you guys actually are like and you're honest and you you keep it a hundred you know what i mean and i respected that and i respect you guys and i'm a fan that I knew that, like, you know what? I'm going to go do this. Like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to tell my team, like, yo, just, I'm going to be gone. But, like, it's because I got to do this. And, and uh, I, yeah, no, thank you guys for your time. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. Like, yeah. I can't I can't even, I, like I can never. Warm. It's yes. Just like, yeah, I mean, I can never really right say right it enough. Yeah. This man has dinner reservations. Oh, yeah. That he is blowing up. Girls now texting him about, yeah, you know please, what I mean? Please yell at us. Don't I'm, yell at me. I'm going to just press the music button. You know what I mean? Thank you so much, Mickey. I appreciate you. I don't know what episode this is, but you are very appreciated. You know what I mean? You got my guy to wear a whole white ass fitted on the, on the camera. You know what I mean? Like, that shit is going Come on Babe I know you're watching this right now I promise I didn't want to You know I don't want to be late But I'm headed to the dinner Straight from here We're doing great I'll meet you there Yeah You know what I mean Thank you guys so much man Appreciate you Uh, Budokan yeah. Follow this man Hopefully it's- at Hey Mickey War, right? Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Make hey sure Mickey to, War at uh, the Mag Park. My brother is going to kill me if I don't. Uh, I can't write this off unless I say nft.themagpark.com. Make sure to go uh, check out if you guys want to be part of the the crew. Uh, make sure we'll we'll do the giveaway first. Yeah. Okay, we'll give away five mango lava passes. Yeah. And then that's, that's part uh, of our five K giveaway. Shit, now that's like <laughs> yeah, it's not part of five K giveaway. And I mean, right now yeah. that's that's yeah, worth for that, dude. that's worth a lot of money. Yeah, it is worth a lot of money. Now that I think about it, it is like that's like we'll five hundred. We'll have to we'll work, work with the account on that one. Yeah, it's like twenty five hundred dollars worth of passes. All right, yeah, so yeah. like current market, we so get money. We'll we'll get that settled up, and then um yeah, come rock with us. Not send an email to. Jess J-E-S-S At the magpark.com I'm sorry Jess My assistant But anybody who wants to buy An NFT pass Please hit up Hit her up directly We'll figure it out But thank you guys so much uh, yeah. Keep an eye out we're, we're doing more stuff man Yeah Subway Sounds Network You know what's going on That's At right. the Off the Dome Podcast At the Off the Dome 
pod on Instagram at the off the dome underscore pod on Twitter. <laughs> Follow us five star. You know what I mean? All it's that good shit. Pay attention, Lonnie. We only got two seconds left. We out of here. You know what's going on. Get the fuck out of here. Boop 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 bo